If you need a new roof or a repair, Easton Roofing will take care of you. Estimates are always free and suggestions are built on integrity. Visit EastonRoofing.com for more information. Get back to business faster with Easton Roofing. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. Chiefs fans, this is the Sports Radio 810 WHB Post Game Show. Presented by CBD American Shaman. Life is better with the feather. Seven consecutive AFC West championships. Five consecutive AFC championship games at Arrowhead Stadium. Three Super Bowl appearances in four years. Two Lombardi trophies. I don't know about you all, but that sounds like one heck of a dynasty to me. Yes, Kansas City, once again, your team is at the top of the football world. The Kansas City Chiefs are world champions once more. I certainly hope you don't mind if we talk about that football team for a little while right here tonight on the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show presented by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. Go ahead and bring them with you to the parade. I'm Joshua Briscoe over here on the microphone. Beards McFly on the other side of the glass. He's taking your calls, lining you up, and he'll keep us on air for as long as we need to celebrate tonight. Dylan Michaels also producing around the building It is a three-man operation here to talk about the 53-man operation you saw as the Chiefs reign victorious over the Philadelphia Eagles 38-35. to We'll take your calls. We're going to get the video streams. They're all fired up. We'll keep an eye on the comment sections through the night as we go. Plus, we'll bring you lots of audio as we've gotten it from Arizona. Believe it or not, After a Super Bowl, things get a little bit hectic. Hope everybody enjoyed listening to the Westwood One postgame show right here on your home for Super Bowl 57. That's right. We had it all right here for you to hear on Sports Radio 810 WHB. And yes, we will be with you here, I can promise, into the wee hours of Monday morning. How far into Monday? That might be determined by you. 913-3810-810 to call in. Of course, you can watch the Sports Radio 810 video feeds on our Facebook, our Twitter, our uh, YouTube, our Twitch. would never forget about all of you in the video comments as well. And my goodness, where to begin? So many options, all of them insufficient. And if that's not the beautiful thing, I do think ultimately, though, even though we were really, really close, like maybe a couple yards away from MVP Kadarius Toney, maybe one whistle blown, one review away from Nick Bolton, Super Bowl MVP. Certainly could have made me an argument for Travis Kelsey. A lot of people on this Chiefs team were very deserving of all the accolades they can get tonight. Everybody on the roster, everybody on the practice squad, everybody who's been there for a scout team snap earned their hats and t-shirts tonight. But it would be dishonest of me if I didn't begin 
our long night together by talking about Patrick Mahomes. Who? The most valuable player in the NFL. The most valuable player in Super Bowl 57. Patrick Mahomes has fundamentally changed things around here for a while now. If you'll indulge me, I'll, I'll tell you a brief story of something I remembered this week. And I think these stories are worth telling because all of you have one. First football game I remember going to, I'm pretty sure it was my first one, it was in 2003. Arrowhead Stadium was there for Priest Holmes to break the single-season rushing touchdown record. I'm wearing a sweater today that I found a few years back in college in a thrift store in Olathe. AFC West champions, got to go to work, got the lunch pail on it, found it at a Savers, tag still on it, no one had worn it, like it was meant for me. But I only realized a few days ago that this is the sweater from the 2003 AFC West championship, a sweater that would have been far too big for me when I was watching Priest Holmes score a regular season touchdown against the Chicago Bears that I would apparently remember for a lifetime because I have a few memories that really stick out from that game. And it kind of felt like when I connected all the dots, again, a a sweater that was far too big for me to wear at the time it was actually made that I found like a decade later and now get to wear with you here tonight. And I think we all have one of those stories. Your childhood fandom, we're going to take a bunch of calls, I promise. I also got to be here to do this after the first one, Chiefs beating the 49ers. The phone calls, I imagine we're going to have some similar stuff tonight. But the phone calls during that postgame show, I'll never forget. Because it was people on the phone, crying, weeping with joy. Not just that the Kansas City Chiefs had just won their Super Bowl. And now tonight... Not just that they've done it again, but for all of the people who you've watched Chiefs games with. Some of them who got to be here with us to see this. Some of them who didn't. People who are screaming louder than you. People who you just have the memory of what it was like to be there as your love of this crazy sport where the ball is not round grew wherever it came from. We all have those stories, and I don't think any of us would have had the gall to imagine what I said when this show began tonight. Six consecutive AFC West championships, five consecutive AFC championship games hosted at Arrowhead Stadium. Three Super Bowl appearances in four years, two Lombardi trophies, one dynasty. And hey, look, I mean, if the Chiefs just bounce out forever, then maybe it was too early for the D word. They're not going to be. They weren't supposed to be here this year. I thought they'd win the division. I thought they'd be contending again. But this was supposed to be a step backwards. And we're having a parade on Wednesday. That story and that tying back into the fact that I know everyone was watching this game tonight thinking about other people. Hopefully you got to experience it with some of those people. But that's not all. 
Why don't I go back to Miami in the Niners Super Bowl to talk about this Eagles game tonight? Oh, Patrick, and you know what? Andy Reid changed things here, period. Full stop. That's my 03. That's my quarterback purgatory that this city was in for so long. Andy Reid got here, brought in Alex Smith, and all of a sudden this was a big boy franchise that at least deserved the respect of them being in the conversation. They could do some damage. They could spoil some playoff hopes. They could win their division as as much as they want. It was a good thing. A vast improvement over the football we had seen in the previous decade, really 40-some years if you really want. Obviously, there was some good football in that stretch, but never the promised land. Then Patrick Mahomes got here. And really, the Chiefs went to go get Patrick Mahomes. And that's a credit to... Andy Reid, Brett Veach, John Dorsey was the general manager at the time, Clark Hunt, every scout that watched Patrick Mahomes in college and said, hey, look, I don't know what these people think they're seeing, but this guy, this guy's special. Jump ahead, time jump. Skip everything that happened from with the 10th pick, to the second half tonight. The first half was ending where the Chiefs like had a chance to tie it up before the half, then come back with a ball to start the second, put the pressure on the Eagles, get the momentum in the first half. Then Patrick Mahomes goes down after an ankle tackle and stays down and hobbles off and grimaces on the bench Worse than we saw him do at any point since that high ankle sprain was suffered. I don't think we saw him in that much evident pain any point along this run. And all of a sudden, it seemed like the Chiefs might be down two possessions with Chad Henney coming in in the second half. Then Mahomes happened. What else do you want me to say about a tie game scramble with three minutes left on the clock to get within field goal range and for the game to become now about burning time until Harrison Bucker come out and knock it through? What else do you say about a guy who is playing the quarterback position differently and better than anyone else we've ever seen? Period. Don't be afraid of hyperbole this week. It's why I don't mind the dynasty crown, and we'll, we'll hear from Patrick Mahomes a little later with our, our post game starting. We're going to just have to play it back for you tonight. But he already said, hey, look, I, I'm not trying to call it a dynasty. I think that might have actually been on the, on the uh, trophy presentation to Terry Bradshaw. And the guy, it's too early to call it a dynasty. We got work to do. And maybe so. But if you say it's a dynasty and somebody else says, no, it's not, what else could the Chiefs have proven to this point? What else could Patrick Mahomes accomplish? He'd been the MVP and the Super Bowl MVP, but not in the same year. Done. You want to win a ring every year when you can, but having the Arrowhead Invitational to punch your ticket to the Super Bowl isn't too bad of a way to do it. 
This team has realistically had one bad half of football in this era. And there's a reason for that. Andy Reid turned the franchise around and then got his quarterback and got the right quarterback. Travis Kelsey is the greatest tight end in the history of the National Football League. This team got good performances out of elements of its defense when it was absolutely necessary in a game where they gave up 35 points. It was not all pretty. But Jalen Hurts was spectacular for long stretches of this game. The defense had execution issues, but they also, a couple of times, did enough to make an argument they were giving the ball back to the offense. Especially in the first half, the Chiefs' offense did not always reward them with that. And even though the Chiefs' defense gave up 35 points, they scored seven of their own, and it really looked like it probably should have been 14. Everyone deserves a piece. You get Kadarius Toney with a huge special teams play. Even with a missed field goal at the beginning and a fourth down decision that would have certainly opened the show if this game would have gone a different direction. But I digress. Because I can. Because the Chiefs won again. And it just doesn't happen without Patrick Mahomes. This entire playoff run has been a legacy game. It's all of it. It's leaving the game and coming back with the ankle sprain. Chad Henney getting a little clutch moment for himself in the meantime. It's being ready in time for the AFC Championship game and never missing a day of practice. And then it's in the Super Bowl looking the most spry he's looked so far and why isn't he getting up? Oh, this looks even worse. Hey, Rihanna. And Mahomes is back. And then in the second half, it was Mahomes magic. This Super Bowl feels different to me than the first one did. But I hope for everyone, it's going to feel different for everybody, I I imagine. But my goodness, I hope you're enjoying it. Because I think in my my heart of hearts, it's why I've talked frequently about uh, Sammy Watkins against the Titans being like the... The moment that is most like ingrained deep in my brain from that playoff run until Wasp, probably. And that feeling of like, oh no, they made it all the way to the Super Bowl and now it's not going to happen. But those moments felt like the breaking of curses to me. That's how I was processing all of that. If not breaking curses, at minimum, doing something that we just weren't sure could be done. I remember having conversations with my friends and at age 12. Might have been around, probably around the time that I was watching Priest Holmes. And for years after that, we had Jamal Charles, generational player. But it was always that question of, you know what, man, are the Chiefs just never going to do it? Are they just, are they just cursed? Are we going to all die without seeing this team do anything? The Chiefs beating the 49ers was sort of that. I can't believe 
We're here. And tonight, the crazy thing is what I keep saying to myself is, I can believe we're here. In some twisted way, this was sort of the expectation. Now, not specifically for this version of this team, right? Huge retooling in the offseason. And frankly, wide receivers, the first half in particular, until Juju hugely stepped up in the second half. Wide receivers were making you feel some things about the wide receiver you didn't have anymore. But all those picks go into retooling this defense and all these rookies who have been absolutely vital with the Chiefs did to get to this spot. Ugh, they just got to the Super Bowl and they just didn't have a guy outside of Travis Kelsey who Patrick Mahomes could go to. Well, then in the second half, Juju steps up. All that to say, though, the Chiefs as contenders, the Chiefs in the championship game, the Chiefs winning the division over and over and over again. A lot of those things are somewhat expected now since we saw them do it in the first Super Bowl. But here, now, it's not disbelief. I think it's just football bliss. I want to hear what everybody else is thinking, whatever whatever you're feeling, however that's processing for you. I'm excited to hear about it. Because I think there's a lot of genuinely incredible ways you can feel this game and spit it back out again. Because it was a tremendous, tremendous Super Bowl. But here again, the Chiefs are at the mountaintop. And that's where they belong. This is a retaking of the crown. It's home where it should be. Fittingly enough, I suppose... The crown's back in the kingdom. That game was a pretty cool way to do it. It's a Sports Radio 810 WHB post game show here on Sports Radio 810 WHB Kansas City. Again, I am Joshua Briscoe. Beards McFly on the other side of the glass. Dylan Michaels producing around as well. Appreciate those two guys for making sure we actually have a show to do for you each and every week. I think all three of us have one more good one in it. So hopefully we'll have uh, plenty to talk about here tonight. We'll uh, get some audio shortly. We'll take some calls. We'll start, we'll start with the phones here now, though, as uh, the Chiefs, once again, Super Bowl champions. I have not yet gotten bored of that phrase. It's been a little while. It's good to be able to say it again. We open it up with Ryan. Ryan, you're first up for us here on the, post, uh, the uh, Sports Radio 810 WHB Post Game Show. What's up, Ryan? I could have used less than Westwood one. I'm telling you, I needed you guys right after it happened because I had so much more energy. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that, okay? I appreciate um, you, Ryan. I appreciate you making the trek regardless. No, I appreciate you guys being there because this is like a fun thing to experience with people that are afraid to call in or and the, that just listen and just, you know, for the all the good times and stuff like that. Yes, sir. Guess what, folks? We're uh, two times... Uh, what, what, out of four years, mm-hmm. uh, champions? Mm-hmm. And uh, wh- wh- how does that feel, gentlemen and, Feels and ladies? Good. Feels uh, pretty good. Uh, wh- wh- yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty good. I'm just going to say, Bolton tonight, awesome. Defense, awesome. We have young people on our team. Guess what? We're not leaving. That's right. 
And that's the thing. Like, even if we get a better draft class of this year on things, I, I'd like maybe more wide receivers. Juju stepped up. Tony stepped up. I mean, it, Tony really did surprise me tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, just Pacheco, McKinnon, running the ball. I like, it's like we dominated in the second half. The first half, yes, it was a little bit scary. But you know what? Did I ever stop believing? No, because guess what? Guess who has who? Guess who has who? We have Mahomes. And, and, and until people start like actually respecting that, we're over flyover country. It's probably never going to happen. But guess what? I don't care because guess what? We know we have them. And you know what? Let's just keep riding the wave. And I think we may have a couple more here uh, pretty soon because uh, his salary cap friendly uh, uh, contract and all that kind of stuff. And we have draft picks. And we have Brett Beach. And we have Andy Reid. And oh, oh, yeah, we just won the Super Bowl. So what do you think about that, guys? I mean, uh, anybody want to talk about Burrowhead or anything like that? Let's bring it. Hey, guess what? Who the Kings are right now? It, it's us. And not saying we're ever in test ready. But who's on this track to beat every single thing out of it? So we have Mahomes. Hey, you brought Whataburger to Missouri. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I'm going to tell you what. We got it. Have fun. Enjoy. I love every Chiefs fan. Hope there nobody doubted it because we all knew. We're coming back. And 37-33 wasn't too far from that scripted uh, thing that they did too, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, God bless everybody. Uh, pretty awesome day. Okay, so where's the, the parade at on Wednesday? Because I've already Wednesday. asked to get off with my manager. So um, it's, It I'm is scheduled to be Wednesday. Though. I think it should be around Union Station again is my guess. But to be honest, that's a, that's a, a piece of uh, information I'll fact check and make sure we get out to everybody. I will park my car on Barry Road and we'll start just walking. <laughs> All right? Is, is that what I do, I think? Maybe. God bless everybody. Seriously, this is awesome. Enjoy it. Come on, let's go, let's win more. Bye. Ryan, I appreciate you. A great run on postgame this year. Uh, we'll uh, we'll keep it moving, as Ryan says, though. The, the Chiefs aren't going anywhere. All these rookies, all the pieces that are here, they're a couple of guys on one-year deals, but there's a foundation that was built. This was supposed to be a year where it's okay to build the foundation and not get quite as high. Not the case. Next up, we go to George. George, John 810, what's up? So I'm going to... Try to be a bit larger picture here, guys. Let's do it. Welcome to the what is hopefully the wonderful world of red and gold for years to come. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think David Taub has kept his job for another year. I think he's okay. I think he's safe. Uh, I'd like to think that maybe Butker saved his job with the last pick. <laughs> he's okay. I think he'll be around. Although, although it'll be very interesting to see what the 32nd, isn't it nice to say the 32nd pick in the NFL draft. In Kansas City, no less. In Kansas, Flamin' City. Uh, that's going to be a wonderful sight to see come April. Um, so... What do you do with a man who basically could quit right now <laughs> and be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. I mean, he's got, you know, look at look at a life. The life he's had. He's 20, what, 27? 27, I believe, yeah. 27 again. He's got a wife, two wonderful kids, two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs. Uh, how, how do you, how do you, 
perceive a man who says, and I still want more. Yeah. I don't I mean, know, man. That's amazing. It's amazing. That is amazing. Uh, I will tell you that if anything, you should thank Rihanna for a 29-minute halftime yes. to get her home a little bit longer to recoup from whatever he has. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, very uninspired. Give Rihanna a ring, by the way. Give her a ring for that. That's I'm good with that. I, uh, but very uninspiring halftime. I, I will say that. No, oh, man, we're going to get calls. Uh, well, I mean, you may get calls. I, I did not care for it. Um, I was expecting another super guest star to show up somewhere. Sure, I get, I get that. But nothing happened. Um, so, and did you, now, granted, he won the game for us, but did you really think in 38 seconds that you wanted to risk another Super Bowl winner loss on Butker's leg? No, no, I really didn't. And, George, I, I appreciate you. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I did not. It was horrible. Well, you know how both you and I have talked about special teams all the year long. And it was just to that point. Uh, and my MVP would have been Pacheco. Yeah. I, I, I think he was the most crucial element of an entire football season mm-hmm. for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, again, the running game was what kept the Chiefs in this game. But Mahomes was a great quarterback continues to be a great quarterback, but it was workmanlike. Now, granted, the injury was, was a factor in that, but you expected a little bit more, and yes, he did produce some good passes, but it was not, you know, people will call it Mahomes' magic. The Mahomes' magic was that he recovered as quickly as he could to get to the point mm-hmm. of the last field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy that the Chiefs won. I'm happy that we've got the, the draft in April. I'd love to see the Chiefs and the Cowboys next year in the Super Bowl. Well, look, George, I think the Chiefs are set up to handle their end of the bargain. I can't say much about Dallas yeah. one way or the other. Yeah. Well, George, I, we do have the NFL Man of the Year. That's so. true. That's true. Look, well, I, I like Dak. I just, uh, you know, look, if he, if he makes it, I'm, I'm happy to, to talk about the Cowboys it, for a couple of weeks. It will be a fun time. Let's, let's, let's. Let's plan on being here, let's uh, say, another year from now. Yeah, that sounds good to me, man. I'll, uh, I enjoy doing the February postgame show, so I, I plan on sticking around. George, I appreciate you all year long for years uh, in the, the recent past. Hopefully we talk again soon. You know you will. Adios. Appreciate it, George. Uh, look, I will say, again, on that last final sequence, I wasn't loving it. I, McKinnon sliding there was absolutely the right call. From that point, I might have done like a little uh, quick knee, maybe kind of a little uh, forbidden sneak, I suppose, and Mahomes probably wasn't going to be it. But uh, I would end that game on a touchdown. I would have tried at least. And I know, the ball comes popping out and running the other way, and now you're the Bengals and Ravens, and I get it. I get it, I get it, I know. But I had more faith in the Chiefs trying to get a yard there. And then if you get to fourth and short and it's just where you're at, you know, then you can kick it. But I was I was nervous about that. Beards, to his credit, was not. And even just now, he was over there doing thumbs pointing at this guy because Beards has absolute faith in, in uh, playoff Harrison Butker. I was shook by the field, by the missed kick earlier, all the things that go into it. I was nervous, but Butker came through. Next up, we got Eric. Eric, you're on the uh, Sports Radio 810 WHP postgame show. What's on your mind? Hey, how you doing? I'm uh, great. No, I'm all the way down. I'm all the way down in Southwest Florida. Um, awesome. Shoot. Uh, oh yeah, there's all kinds of cheap fans down here. Uh, I, I put I put something online, and and people were just like, "How about those cheese?" <laughs> but anyways, uh, uh, yeah, I want to bet. I, I I'm 
the seventh and nine kids, and, and I have a couple of family members up in Philadelphia, and so I got a cheesesteak cheese coming to me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, honestly, what, what I was thinking was the whole game, I just kept watching, and I was like, when is the defense going to, when is the defense going to, when is the defense going to, and then I finally started realizing, dang, the defense is just stopping them. I mean, it, 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 there was a couple big plays, but at the same time, they they stopped all of the, the little stuff yeah. that, that that Philadelphia was trying to do. And it was ridiculous. It was I mean, every time that Philadelphia thought they were going to do something awesome, it was, boom, they hit them for three yards. And then, boom, they hit them for two yards. Boom, they hit them for a yard and a half. And that was so awesome. And listen to the last guy, yes, I was a little bit weary about the uh, the last kick just because of <laughs> yeah. where it looked like on the field. But uh, I was thinking, how ah, fuck is going to get this? Uh well, and then again, the look on Mahomes' face right before the kick was, oh, goodness. Yep. But, <laughs> I, <laughs> but I honestly, I, I, I grew up in Kansas City um, uh, three years ago. Uh, it was November of 2020. I moved down here from, from South Kansas City right off the uh, triangle. And I, I, I've just been... Uh, I just follow my chief, and I'm so glad that you guys are that you guys have that everything on podcast. And I really, 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 really love Joe's Kansas City because uh, I, I I get that sent down to me. You don't know how many times a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you make one more order, Eric. I, I'm, I appreciate having you here all the way from uh, from down there. I know it's a great Chiefs following in Florida, so I uh, I appreciate that. Eric, yeah. uh, thanks for the call, and thanks all for right. listening from down there. Uh, we can need to take a, a quick timeout here, and then we'll take some more calls on the other side on the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show. Congratulations, Kansas City fans. You're going to go get your officially licensed Kansas City Championship apparel right now at Academy Sports and outdoors, and you can meet star running back Isaiah Pacheco at the Overland Park store location at 9781 Quivira Road on February 14th. The store appearance will be 5 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Come grab your championship gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors and congratulate Isaiah Pacheco on the big win. A real underrated part of this victory, as we've pointed out already in today's show. So you can go see Isaiah Pacheco out there at Academy Sports very, very soon. That's... uh. It's Valentine's Day, right? February 14th. That's in a couple of days. What a, what a great gift for yourself, for Chief's Kingdom, for your loved one. Go celebrate uh, Valentine's Day with Isaiah Pacheco. Why not? Celebrate this Super Bowl, though, in the meantime with us. It's the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show. A lot more to talk about. A lot more calls to take. A lot of audio to bring. That all starts next. <laughs> Down the middle, looking into the whites. It was retrieved at the 30-yard line by Kadarius Tony. He dances and breaks the tackle. One flatly on the 35. Parker's ahead the near side 40. Parker at the 50 on the near sideline, the 40. Getting a block at the 30 down the near sideline, the 20. He gets another block at the 10. He spins to the 5. This kid's electric. All gas, no break. Down to the 5. Down to the 5. 
a huge swing in that, yes, electric play from Kadarius Tony. It's our electric play of the game brought to you by Bickamer Electric. From small jobs to big jobs, the Bickamer team knows how to take care of your commercial and residential electric needs. That's Bickamer Electric. I love watching Kadarius Tony play football, man. Kadarius Tony and Isaiah Pacheco. In terms of a little extra juice, a little extra pop in everything that they do, is such a good burst of energy for this Chiefs team. And we have some breaking news courtesy of Beards McFly. Anything is possible, even retirement. Jed Henny retired. Whoa! There you go! Hey, good for him, man. Chad Henny retiring on top. He showed up and was absolutely... The Henny vision was real. When he was called upon, and uh, and there you go, he uh, he steps away. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Pretty good stuff there for Chad Henney. Heck of a career. Two rings here with the Chiefs, and uh, uh, several big moments where he's had to step in and, and be the guy for a minute. He posted a picture of himself on his Instagram, uh, holding a Bud Light in his hand on the on the field, calling it a career, capping it off with a Bud Light and another ring. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, that's. I think some there there have been retirement parties with a little less energy than his will. Uh, I imagine they'll let him celebrate the career come Wednesday for the parade. Also, I'm seeing live shots right now on Channel 41 of uh, people having an impromptu parade in downtown Kansas City. Be safe tonight, everybody, but but do have a little fun for us. We need to uh, hop back into the phones. We're going to just take a bunch of calls for as long as we can, and please stick with us. we got a lot of people to get through and also a lot of stuff to uh, to get played. Beards is really rude about like having to play the commercials before midnight or whatever, but that also means that after we get technically into Monday, we, we can no be a rules little looser right. with it after midnight, but I got, I got clock management going right now. That's right. Now. That's right. We're in, not in two-minute drill, but we're in like the... Well, come on, let's go. We got. We're gonna play with some tempo. We're keeping the pace moving. That's right. We're playing with some tempo here, uh, here on out for at least at least until midnight. But that gives Devin time to chat first. Devin, you're on the Sports Radio 810 WHB Post Game Show. What's up, man? I uh, just living life, Frisco. It's a great time to be a Chiefs fan. Sure is. Okay, so a couple questions for you. So the Bolton scooping score mattered, right? Yes, sure. Having the best quarterback in the league mattered. Has the best coach in the league right now. All mattered. Mm-hmm. You know what didn't matter? Time of possession. It sure did it! It sure didn't, Devin! Oh, I was so happy to see that. The Chiefs at the end of the game. Completely 24 minutes and 13 minutes. seconds. The Eagles had 35-47. Bleep your time of possession. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I saw it at halftime. Oh, the time of possession. I'm like, they're down 10. I tweeted at halftime. This is right where the Chiefs want them. This is where the Chiefs play their best football. And they came out in the second half. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Game-winning field goal. Could have scored again there late. I had a McKinnon um, anytime touchdown. That kind of hurt, but Mm -hmm. I will take the Mm -hmm. victory. I had a bet early in the year for Chiefs Super Bowl that paid out more anyways. Yes, good. It all worked. Thank you, DraftKings, um, for that as well. So, great time to be a Chiefs fan. Um, Two-thirds of Troy Aikman Super Bowl rings. Yes! Overall, a tremendous Super Bowl. I'm so happy. Uh, Great post-game show, Briscoe. Also, watch it on Facebook. I love the Kingdom hat. Fantastic. Shout-out to Sandlot Good. Shout-out to you, Devin. I appreciate you, man. It's a a bunch of good stuff all wrapped up in one there. Good stuff, Devin. Let's keep it moving because Dan's up next. Dan, you're on 810. What's up, Dan? 
Hey, Josh, how about it? World champion Chiefs, how about it? Yeah, it didn't matter the time of possession, you know. And how about the defense? Even though Hurts had it on the field before so long, you know, the kick those field goals. And uh, uh, Colin Sanders with the play in the night, Joshua, on third down when it was 24-21, pushing uh, uh, yeah, Hurts out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, then, then the kick, and then the field goal, then the, and then the, what was it? Um, and then the oh, 65-yard punt return by Tony, the best in Super Bowl history. And uh, and then the 35 21 to uh, Sky Moore. How about that? How about him uh, grilling him all we going as special teams? And I wasn't nervous at all at all uh, on the on the on the Buckeye. I know you were Joshua, I but was. uh, I wasn't. I'm uh, yeah going to parade on Wednesday. I took one at uh, my hen house job, and now I'm gonna go to the parade on Wednesday. It's headed at 12 o'clock, so uh, I'll find out which route I'll be on Grand Street, then go to the youth station. Thank you, Joshua. Dan, I appreciate you. Appreciate riding with us. Uh, all season as well. Uh, a lot of frequent flyers getting a chance to chime in tonight. Makes me happy. Uh, next up, let's hit Peyton. Peyton, you're on 810. What's up, Peyton? Hey, yeah. First off, I just want to say, hey, Josh, shout out to your uh, to your cousin Nate Briscoe at the WSU. Oh, no, this boy. is dangerous. Yeah. Uh, yeah shout out yeah. to Nathan. <laughs> but, uh, you know, how about the offensive line, man? Everybody acted all week. On the last couple 100%. weeks. 100%. Great they call. Said, you know, oh, the, the Eagles defensive line, you know, they're just going to kill them. The Eagles defensive line, how are they going to keep up? And you know what? Our offensive line just, I think they they played the game of their life tonight, all of them. You know what? Payroll and O'Brown, I don't even care, you know. It, it was just a great, great night, great bowl. And uh, how about two and four years? How about that's it? A, that's, is that a dynasty? I think it's a dynasty. We, there? I think I, I think, think we're there. I think we are too, you know. How about that? How about that? Two and four years, dynasty. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. Peyton, I appreciate you. Uh, I'm worried about uh, how well you know my cousin, uh, but that's, you know, just that's more about him than it is about you. And a great shout out to the offensive line. Andrew Wiley in this game. How many times did you hear his name called? I remember one time off the top of my head when Ndamukong Sue was trying to peel his face off. And then after that, didn't hear a whole lot from Hassan Reddick. Now I did. I did hear from his post game, and this was not sour grapes from him. I think this is fair, and like he said it well enough to be legit. And everybody was saying it. And everyone was saying it. Right? He's look. There were times when I went to turn the corner, and I just couldn't. And I think he was talking about the turf there to say, hey, look, I was planting my foot and trying to get pressure on, and leverage there. The turf was an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment for the NFL. It's got. They. I didn't realize they were doing some like experimental sod stuff that was all bad. Um, that's a mess and a legitimate gripe for all the pass rushers. That also would apply, though, for Frank Clark and George Karloftis, and especially the guys off the edge, because you're trying to just get one foot planted and then hit that angle. Um, so, all of that being said, outrageous good stuff from the Chiefs offensive line. Zero sacks for the Eagles unfathomable and the Chiefs two sacks on Jalen Hurts combined for two total yards I know one of them was that Saunders run out that Dan mentioned I can't remember the other one even was I'm sure it was a tackle obviously one yard behind the line of scrimmage or stepping out right behind the line of scrimmage Um, not a game where either of these guys were getting whacked around in the pocket too much and also once again this was something we did talk about heading into this game Patrick Mahomes is great at not letting pressures turn into more negative plays because he's getting rid of the ball, he's running with it and making magic happen. All in a day's work for the greatest quarterback currently living. Next up, we got Landon. Landon, you're on 810. What's up, Landon? Hey, Josh. I have zero analysis or questions <laughs> to offer you. I just want to say the vibes are immaculate. Um, 
I'm calling from a friend's house in Michigan. I'm currently hiding under the covers of a bed because I think everyone else in the house is asleep. It's 12.30 Eastern time. Um, shouldn't even call, probably, but I had to tell somebody how great the night was. Yes. Um, friend got married yesterday. Chiefs won the Super Bowl today. Probably one of the best weekends of my young adult life. Just wanted to let everyone know how good a time I was having. So I Chiefs, love that. What a night. Tony, what a performance. Uh, Mahomes, what a performance. Incredible stuff. Landon, great call. Good to hear from you, man. And just stupendous, immaculate vibes. I would be totally cool if the whole night... We've done some sad post-game shows, right? Like, we did the we did the AFC Championship last year, did the Super Bowl the year before that. We've had some bad, sad moments, you know, the Colts game a million years ago this season. If people just want to call in and just be like, yeah, here's how cool of a night I'm having, or how good my life's going right now, or whatever. I hope, I hope everybody feels that. What are you getting that's better from this, if not that? I had that thought this morning, honestly. I was kind of doing a little bit of inventory of just some kind of cool, fun things going on in my life and just was, you know, taking the time to kind of be appreciative of all of those things. Hanging out with me doing postgame? Earlier in the day than that. <laughs> but also, you know, I also did have a nice time watching the game with you, Pierce. That's still certainly true. It's just, you know, like the, the Christmas movie says, it's a wonderful life. And that is legitimately, man, like, this is such a big, like, over-the-top, over unnecessary, super-deep societal psychological dive. But what do we go to sports for? I think we go to sports for community more than anything. I think more than anything else, we go to sports because it means everyone around, we could have a lot of varying beliefs about a lot of things. Some of them silly and some of them serious, whatever it may be. But... If you're wearing some Chiefs gear out around the town and somebody else is wearing some Chiefs gear out around the town, or again, like I, my mom has sent me so many pictures of Chiefs fans in the sort of greater Tampa area in Florida, the Treasure Island community, all of those, like around the world, you see somebody wearing an arrowhead, you've got something in common with them. Hey, Josh. Uh, yeah, Beards. This wasn't planned. Um, where can you get, like, some good Arrowhead stuff? Oh, that's such a great point, Beards. I love that. Well, you know what, Kansas City fans? You can go and get your officially licensed Kansas City Championship apparel at Academy Sports and Outdoors and meet running back Isaiah Pacheco at the Overland Park Store location at 9781 Quivira Road on February 14th. The store appearance will be 5 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Go grab your championship gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors and congratulate Isaiah Pacheco on the big win. I also am going to be making a trip out to academy very soon to peruse the selection and i gotta tell you what guys some of the championship gear these hats legit actually good championship hats do not always clear that bar these do so go check out academy sports and uh, see isaiah pacheco on the 14th do we need to take a break or can i uh, sneak in one more call here real quick all right justin's been on hold for a little bit justin appreciate you waiting let's get you in before the break what's on your mind justin how about him justin Stop calling in from Mobile, Alabama. I feel compelled to uh, shout out one Darius Tony. Please. Okie doke play where he goes left, turns around, oh. open lane to the end zone. I'm thinking, okay, two things here. One, Andy Reid. And two, Red Beach. Mm. Uh, talk about sweeping the Giants. I don't even remember what they got. Do you? Uh, third, third round pick, maybe a little bit of something else in the back end, but it was basically a third. Yeah, I'll take it. All yeah, right. Same. That's all I had. 
Thanks, man. Go Chiefs. Justin, I appreciate it. It's a great call. And, yeah, that, that trade felt like it might have been worth it really, really shortly after it happened. But, man, I am electric about what he's going to do in the long term. And I was electric seeing him tonight. Also, basically the same exact play for Tony's touchdown and Sky Moore's touchdown. Just nasty. The Chiefs are like, yeah, it worked. They couldn't. They didn't know what was happening. Let's do it again with a different player on the other side. Oh, look, he's wide open. Oh, open again. Touchdown, touchdown. I think they probably just like half walked into the end zone. Could have. Yeah. Totally could have. Tony's was just so explosive, man. So explosive. And and Sky ran it great. He's a great route runner. He's got those cuts in him. Whew! The Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. I hope I don't get tired of saying that anytime soon. I hope you don't get tired of hearing it anytime soon. Because we got a lot of show left for you here on the Sports Radio 810 WHB Post Game Show. It's brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. Three on the right, two on the left. By himself in the shotgun. Here's the quarterback, Hurts. Third and six from his own 48. He'll try to blast his way. He fumbles the ball. It's bobbling and loose. It's picked up by Bolton. The 30, foot race 20, 10, 5, touchdown! The Chiefs have recovered a Hurts fumble and taken it in. Nick Bolton has come up with the biggest defensive play of the game so far. Midway through the second, the Chiefs are one extra point away from tying the game for the second time in Super Bowl 57. It was the defensive play of the game. It was the defensive play of the year. He almost topped it himself a little later on, but no question whatsoever what our defensive play of the game was going to be presented by Slagle Fence. When you need a fence, call Slagle Fence. Slagle Fence installs it all from wood to ornamental steel to vinyl to chain link. No job is too large and it'll look great too. Schedule your free estimate by going to SlagleFence.com or call 816-863-6159. It was a mixed bag for the defense altogether in this game, right? And I was curious to kind of hear how people would begin to already kind of process all of that because you give up 35 points, but you score a touchdown of your own, and everything's better in the second half, although it's kind of funny to look back at the drive sheet uh, of just sort of the play-by-play in the second half where the Eagles only really had three drives. They had their long drive that resulted in a field goal, which is a win, especially the way this game was going. Then they have their three and out, which is a huge win. And then they go down and score that touchdown to tie it back up again at 35-35. But you get the ball back to Patrick Mahomes in the offense in a tie game with whatever it would have been, five minutes and change left. That you'll you know you'll you'll take that you'll take a tie game getting the ball with five minutes left, but it really was a, an up and down effort where big plays were what it came down to. And we kind of knew that was part of the identity of this defense. I want to give a shout out for two reasons over to our Twitch chat uh, and also all the video streams where we uh, put out the show. You can watch us live, which means yeah, it mostly means watching me. Currently, still got standing energy, standing energy for Super Bowl post game. Not sitting down till Monday. I can at least do that, because that's only about 15 more minutes. And that's if you don't count during the breaks, sometimes you sit down during the breaks. When we're live, we're on standing energy mode. Sometimes you can see Beards McFly on the other side of the glass. Beards, you can flip the video over just so the video people can see you there. But also, I want to give a shout out to all of our video um, comments sections, particularly 
the Twitch chat because there's a whole lot of really good stuff there that I have absolutely no chance of catching up on and actually responding to all of it live in the show. My favorite thing to look over there and see is to see people talking amongst themselves as we're doing the show here with you because that is yet another spot where you can hop in and celebrate with your fellow Chiefs fans. It just warms my heart every time. Uh, so please, if you're just listening along however you usually do or uh, want to uh, maybe during the zone 10 to 2 weekdays here on 810, Monday through Friday, 10 to 2. We got a video stream doing the exact same thing up there. Oh, yeah, that's in a few hours. Yeah, yeah, we'll see when we get done here tonight, and we'll see how we uh, look and feel when you get in in the morning, and we'll see if we're wearing the exact same clothes or not. I've got a lot of decisions to make a lot later in the morning. We'll see. Yeah, we, uh, th- you might be seeing this again. I, and I, you know what? I This is the, another perk for the video I'll put side. On a different undershirt. That would be good. That would be good. Perk, perk for the uh, video side is that you can't smell us. So how will we smell in the morning? Uh, it's really hard to tell right now from where we stand. Uh, but uh, a shout out to the the communities around the uh, the post game show. And again, you can you can join in during the zone as well to hang out with each other. It's just it's a fun place to party if you're out of town or not looking exactly to go set up in the traffic at PNL or whatever it may be. Good place to celebrate with your fellow Chiefs fans. Uh, take a couple calls here, then we uh, need to take one more quick break before the end of Sunday. And then we'll, we, we will begin Victory Monday right at the top of the uh, the strike of midnight. But right now, we got a little time to hear from Cameron. Cameron, you're on 810. What's up, Cameron? Not much. I just, it baffles me as a Chiefs fan to remember that we used to have quarterbacks with the last name of Thigpen and quarterbacks like Brody Croyle. Yep. And we now have a quarterback that's probably going to go down in history as one of, if not the best of all time, and the, the, the tight end that could go down in history is one of, if not the best. And if he's not, the one that was before him was. Yeah. The Chiefs organization hasn't always gotten things right, but they sure got Andy Reid and Brett Veach right. You're right. And thank God for that because that turned everything around. And now our quarterback gets the bogus calls sometimes. <laughs> Because I distinctly remember Chris Jones somehow getting called for roughing the passer against Tom Brady. Yeah. When all he did was breathe on him. And someone breathed a little too heavily on Juju, and we got a flag out of it. So, cool. Yep. Thanks for the Super Bowl. I'll take it. Cameron, I appreciate the call, man. I also say James Bradbury after the game said it was a hold. I'll go find you the uh, the exact quote to read back here momentarily because I quote tweeted it just a second ago. But uh, James Bradbury said it was a flag, but I will always, always make space for people to do the the walk got, down memory lane. I've got the quote if you want it. Well, so do I, Beard. So what's it good for? Quote, it was holding. I tugged on the jersey. Did yes, you have more quote? I was hoping they'd let it slide. There you go. All right. It was good to have Beards also looking it up. There's somebody right now on TV down at PL wearing a Dwayne Bow jersey. Now, Dwayne Bow might have been... That's not gonna be. That's not gonna be quite right. I was gonna say it might have been my first favorite player. That's not true. I talked about Priest Holmes earlier. I saw a dude on TV here again on Forty One, a dude in a Priest Holmes like number thirty one hoodie. Not even a jersey. It was just a hoodie that had a thirty one and a football like little Priest Holmes like em, em, uh, embroidered autograph kind of thing. They're not making those anymore. That's vintage, and that bleep makes me so happy. Because we're out here in Priest Holmes and Larry Johnson and Jamal Charles and sometimes you go back to Christian Okoye. We got we got 
so many decades of great players on not great teams, and now you've got all of that combined. It's amazing. Next up, we got Greg. Greg, you're on 810. How you feeling, Greg? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you doing, Prisca? Fantastic. What's on your mind? Hey, I think uh, I think Nick Bolton is the star of the show right now. I think this guy. I I, I think he's he's the next level. He. I have nothing. I have nothing I can say right now. That I mentioned. You know, the defense being kind of an up and down affair. He's a part of it, and huge, huge, huge plays in the biggest stage. Nothing yes. but nice things. Juan Thornhill with a couple tackles up top. That's Absolutely. always appreciated. Yeah, it also a, a pass breakup on what could have been very, very bad because A.J. Brown was over the top of uh, of uh, Trent McDuffie on that one. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're saying nobody's nobody's out here. We're out here, man. We're, we're stoked. We won the fucking, excuse me, Super Bowl. We got dumped. You're all right. I've got a I'm real. I got, I got a two strike policy for a Super Bowl. That's what I'm telling I, you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're good. I didn't mean to. You're good. I, hey, hey, hey. You you have a great program going. We're listening. Greg, I appreciate you very much. I never said there weren't people out here. I don't even know where here is for Greg, but people are out here everywhere. I'm just wherever you're at. I hope you're out here, and I hope you want to curse, but don't. That's kind of what I'm rooting for, generally speaking. <laughs> We're gonna make it a two beard. We're gonna call it a two strike policy unless you really sound like you could be a danger to the FCC, which I think will basically be on like slurredness of words. If we feel like we can trust you for a second strike, I felt okay just then. Um, one more call, then a, a brief timeout. Beard, you got some medals for me? I have a tweet. I'd love to hear it. Uh, it's from Frank Clark. I'd love to see it. Uh, told y'all, goofy ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my favorite recent tweet is Orlando Brown Jr. tweeting zero sacks. Put it, put it on a bleeping T-shirt, and then a little uh, scrape of the chin from uh, Tony Soprano. Bleeping rules. Um, you know what? Think this one. You take the break. Okay, we got to, we're gonna take our break. We're gonna take our break. If you're on hold right now, we're gonna blaze through a bunch of calls on the other side of one more timeout. Plus, we're gonna hear from Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, a bunch of people at the podium. We got Juju, Travis Kelsey, little Isaiah Pacheco. We're gonna do a real inventory of what we got here from the post game madness and bring you some of the sights and sounds. I guess just the sound. It's radio. If you're watching the video stream, your sights can be set on us. Your ears, though, the sounds will be the Chiefs celebrating from Arizona. The Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions, and you're listening to the Sports Radio Eight. 10 WHB post game show. Kelsey back in, 18 of Philadelphia, Kansas City, second down eight. Mahomes in the gun, waving Kelsey in motion, shotgun snap, trips back three, cuts his arm, marching spiral pass, near side over the shoulder, catch, caught, touchdown at the goal line, down the near side, Travis Kelsey brings it in, beating Marcus Epps, 18-yard touchdown pass by quarterback Patrick Mahomes to the tight end, Travis Kelsey, and the Chiefs take their opening possession all the way. 75 yards. Travis Kelsey was absolutely unguardable, unstoppable. He was Travis Kelsey. I don't know what else you could possibly ask for. He's unbelievable, and that play was sweet. In fact, it was Andy's sweet play of the game, brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Stop by any KC location for Travis Kelsey's 87 and running concrete and help raise money for his worthy cause. 87 and running and Andy's Frozen Custard, the perfect option play for KC fans everywhere. 
There aren't many options better than find 87, deliver football to 87. Patrick Mahomes is really good at that, and Travis Kelsey's really bleeping good at getting there. It's an unbelievable football game that ends 38-35, with the Kansas City Chiefs once again being Super Bowl champions. We'll take a few more calls here, uh, and we're going to go ahead and say we'll go to Reed and Mahomes right after we uh, we hear from the three on the line. We may open the phones back up a little bit later on and uh, hear more of your calls as well, but we want to make sure... We let you hear from the coaching quarterback who just brought a Super Bowl back to your city once more. We start here, though, now with Kyle. Kyle, you're on Sports Radio 810. What's up, Kyle? How you feeling? Hey, Josh. Hey, thank you for taking my call. By the way, it's been a while uh, It's been a while since I've talked to you, and I just want to keep this short. How have you been, Josh? I've been spectacular. Uh, that is awesome. I, I, same here. Good. Same. Glad to hear it. Um, by the way, how about those two? How about them, Kyle? Um, so here's some three points I want to make real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the first point is, uh, I don't know, Josh, if it was the beginning. The first half of the game, I thought, I'm going to talk about the field condition. Yeah. The first half of the game, the field condition was really good. But then during the second, but then the second half, I noticed after they emptied off the stage and everything else, after the, the field was crap. Yeah, it was bad. And... And I don't want to. And when Buckner missed his field goal, and I'm not blame. I mean, we won, and I'm not complaining about Buckner because Buckner I thought kicked well. But when he missed that first field goal, me and my buddy were watching the game, and we thought, you know what? I wonder if this turf has got in his head because mm. this is where he hurt his ankle at. And so I don't want to blunt. I don't want to put. You know the re and I don't blame Buckner for being that in his head because mm-hmm. I don't what who in the right mind would want to you know risk an ankle injury during the biggest game of his career yeah. or his second biggest game of his career. So I'm gonna give a little Harrison Buckner a break on that because if I was a kicker and I got hurt, I probably would feel the same way. So mm-hmm. there's my first point. Mm-hmm. Uh, second point is is Nick Bolton. My gosh, he was a beast today. Uh, I think it's safe to say, I, in my opinion, I think he's the next Derek Johnson, maybe even better than Derek Johnson, because he was all over the field today. He made big-time tackles. I, I was really impressed with Nick Bolt. And then when he carried the fumble and recovered the fumble for a touchdown, me and my buddy are going, if Mahomes doesn't get Super Bowl MVP, yeah. Bolton should get the Super Bowl MVP. If they wouldn't have taken that second one from him, I wonder if they would have. Say that again. If they wouldn't have taken that second scoop and score from him, I wonder if they would have given him MVP because it would have oh, been ab- hard to argue. Oh, oh, I wouldn't. Oh, absolutely agree. I absolutely agree with that. No, I. And yeah, Josh, in your opinion, and I'll get to my third point, but I want to ask you this real quick. Do you think that was a fumble and a scoop and a touchdown? Because me and my buddy thought he took more than two steps. It looked like he took a third step. Am I wrong on that? No, I I really thought it was. I thought if, hey, if we're calling in Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard catches, catches, that that also would have been one. But looking for consistency in the NFL's catch rules is a a fool's errand. We we both know that. (laughs) Yes, we do. And I could get more into that for today's game (laughs) because I'm not going to go into that because we won a victory. Yes, I'm with you. Gripe about you know the raps, right? <laughs> as much as I love to, yeah. <laughs> huh? but no. But then my third point is the offensive line did their job yes, today. Sir. 
I don't think Mahomes was on his back and only twice. And when Mahomes, but you know what, you know what, I like it when teams blitz him because you know what happens. What I, you know what, Juju's going to be there somewhere or Kelsey's going to be there somewhere. And while I'm going down, I'm just going to fling the sucker. Crazy. And I, and then and my guys are going to catch it. So it's almost like. I don't like Mahomes going down, but you know what? At the same time, you just left the guy wide open. So yep. thank you guys very much. But no, I thought the offensive line did a fantastic job today. I thought I thought the offensive line did good, and I thought everybody played a heck of a game with this type of magnitude. And that Eagles offense, my gosh, it's good. But the defense made plays when they needed to. I I thought it was a good all-around football game, and I thought the Chiefs played an almost perfect game today. And I'm sorry to take much of your time, Josh. That's all right. But thank you so much for taking my call, and it's always nice to talk to you guys. Kyle, it's always good to hear from you, man. Appreciate you calling back in for a, a game we're all happy to talk about. I'm I'm with you, man. I, I don't I don't think I have much to argue with anywhere across the board there, and. You're a thousand percent right. A couple, a couple of you guys now have mentioned the offensive line, and it's a place I probably could have, I should have mentioned more earlier because for all the talk the Eagles pass rush had, and look, I already mentioned the turf. Uh, Frank Clark somewhere said that yeah, the turf was, uh, the field was was terrible. So this was affecting both edge rushers, on, or edge rushers on both teams, I should say. I'm pretty confident in that. But what I mean, you know, slippery field or whatever it may be. The Eagles brought in one of the, and this is not sarcastic, one of the most effective pass rushes in the history of football as an overall unit. And they sacked Patrick Mahomes zero times. Now, there are some stats on the pressure rates and win percentage and stuff like that that I'm going to be really interested to see as we get a little nerdier into how the game happened the way that it did today. We'll do that over the rest of the week, though. A lot of those stats I, I don't have right now. And a lot of the energy that we will spend on that just doesn't feel right tonight. Because tonight, the Chiefs are holding the Lombardi Trophy, and in fact, uh, Patrick Mahomes just tweeting out a picture of himself with a Chiefs WWE belt on one shoulder, the Lombardi Trophy on his knee, just on the team bus with the championship gear on and the enormous Oakleys. What? I just hope people are feeling good tonight, because this is all the nights that you have gone to bed sad, not just like the Colts lost this regular season, but the losses from when you were a kid. I'm being self-indulgent again. We're going to get the calls and we're going to get reading Mahomes, I promise. Quick self-indulgence one more time. I remember like weirdly vividly, and this is also going to. Uh, out myself as being somewhat recently because it was early Aaron Rodgers. I remember watching early Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, Wisconsin on Sunday Night Football being the most exciting thing in the sport. It's like, oh man, I just, we're just never going to have that here because there's only ever like one or two of those guys ever playing football at any given time. And when they do, even, even with this guy in Green Bay, they just never, they're never here. The Chiefs don't draft quarterbacks when they do. It's later on, and when it is, they stink. And, you know, maybe the Chiefs will be one of those teams that'll that'll steal one from you. Maybe they'll eventually be the Joe Flacco Ravens or the Trent Dilfer Ravens or some other version of the Ravens. And no, now, here, here's how I'm going to be able to speak 
without hyperbole and without overly couching what I'm saying. The Chiefs have a Mount Rushmore quarterback. Period. I know I started by talking about the offensive line and now I'm down memory lane and all this again. Real stream of consciousness tonight. The Chiefs have a Mount Rushmore quarterback. Is he going to win more than Brady? It's going to be really hard. Is he going to break all of the stats of, you know, whatever, Drew Brees or Peyton Manning? It's really tough. Is he going to be more accomplished? Is he going to be viewed in higher regard than um, Joe Montana or John Elway or... I mean, Troy Aikman's easy, but... Two out of three. 66% of the way. But however you want to slice and dice it, whoever your quarterback Mount Rushmore would be, it's arguable for a lot of guys. But by the end of Mahomes' career, I think the two that you're going to have to have are Brady and Mahomes. And he's on what virtually amounts to a lifetime contract with your team. And I just hope that never stops blowing your mind. Because I never thought we would see it. And now here we are. Next up, we got Quinn. Quinn, you're on 810. What's up? Hey, Briscoe, I'm going to keep it quick and sweet. Um, in 1963, my grandparents bought tickets. Mm. <clears throat> to the, they bought season tickets to the first Chiefs game. And um, then in 94... My parents got snowballs thrown at them at the AFC Championship game. 2003 was my first NFL game. You and me both. The no punt game. The no punt game mm. was my first mm. NFL game. And uh, I went through a lot of heart heartbreak. A lot of heartbreak through there. And then uh, me and my dad went up to River Falls after that mm. for a lot of a lot of like hoping for eight and eight seasons. Yep, we we hoped for eight and eight seasons. For, uh, for a long time. <laughs> I'm sorry. No man, you're good. Um, um, and can't you know? Um, even when they when they lost the Steelers in 2016, I was in that stadium. And I said, I'm not going to step foot in that stadium until they trapped a quarterback. Mm. And they, and they, and they, consequence, they draft a quarterback that's damn near the same, the same age I am. And, uh, uh, it means so much to me. But, you know, because, because um, it it's uh, it just it's in my bloodstream, mm. and the CLB who we are now, and uh, the CSB who we are now, and we're the top of the world. We're the I mean, we're not only the Chiefs, man. Like everybody in the world. Watch us do it again. The second time we were the we were the people that were like we 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 always talked for years. Like we want to be the Patriots. We want to be the guys that are hated on. Like we're them now, officially with this victory. Like two two out of four. Like 
they hate us. Everybody hates us. It's just, it means a lot. And uh, it means a great deal of a lot. Uh, thank you and um, thank A-10 and, you know, because A-10, I remember when you guys were way back with Whitlock. <laughs> so, you know, it, um, you know, it just, it just, it, it means more to a lot more people than, you know, people think. It, 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 it means a lot. It's a great call. Great call there, brother. Appreciate it, Quinn. Thanks for the thanks for the call. Thanks for sharing all that. That's good stuff. We're just sitting here at the big standing here, big smile on my face because like you, that's familiar to almost all of you, right? It's it's the the people in your life who you grew up watching way worse football with. People who somewhere along the line planted the seed of, hey, I really think you might like this sport if you you give it a try. You sit down and watch it here with a parent or a grandparent or a sibling or a friend or a aunt or uncle or anybody. But at some point, for most of us, somebody invited you over, you know, little, little on the couch, you know, one of those. And said, hey, why don't you, uh, why don't you join us? Or maybe it wasn't an invite. Maybe it was a demand. Or maybe it was automatic. Maybe your, your, uh, your Sundays were scheduled around football games before you could remember it. That's my case, I think. And he just knew it was going to be on and somebody was making snacks or some weird tradition about where you can sit and where you can't. The color of shirt you're allowed to wear on a given day. But it's never been just about winning or losing or good quarterbacks or bad quarterbacks. It's about the people you've shared that with and how it made you feel. And if you grew up a Chiefs fan or just were a Chiefs fan any time before the last Decade, which is crazy. I think it's been a decade of pretty good football now, but it really has been. You knew what it was like to have all of those people right there with you to be sad or pissed, angry, flying banners over Arrowhead, making demands about who must and must not remain employed. I love that call. Appreciate you calling in and being willing to, to share all that with us. Take another one here before we get to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. John, you're on 810. What's up, John? How you feeling? Uh, oh, Josh. Uh, it's a night of self-indulgence. It should be. It so should. You should self-indulge. Thank you. Quinn should. I should. Yes. I'm calling from exile down here in North Texas, and I'm totally <laughs> self-indulging on the Chiefs tonight. Good. Man. And you are the counselor to all of us. So we're on your couch, and we're self-indulging, and we're just – all of this is fabulous. So, you know, let's enjoy it, and, and, and we really should. So um, there's so many subtitles here. You know, we have the sub-stories, 
through it going into the Super Bowl. Look at all these sub all these sub stories coming out. Yeah, the uh, Carl Jeffers strikes again <laughs> with the uh, with the damn second uh, hit and scoop by Nick Bolton. The guy is he's going to be a hero in in Kansas City for a long time. Mm. But uh, and I'm going to get to the juju thing. But you know, talking about self indulgence. I, I was thinking about the way where Quinn was sharing all these stories of past chief stuff. In the nineties, I used to get up there during the Marty years twice a, twice a season to go see a game, and I saw Neil. I saw Derek Thomas calling his shot before he sacked mm. Steve Young for safety mm. and that kind of thing. And yet, you know, we were dying and cutting our we were slashing our wrists open at playoff time when it was the Broncos or the Colts. And now, you know, we've got, we, we've got this. But uh, I, I just I, – I wanted to say that the Dallas fans are so weak in comparison to the Kansas City fans. They, they are so fair weather. I don't know if you all have a, a standard in Kansas City – you experience your own fans up there mm-hmm. around the stadium. I've experienced it. I know what I tell everybody that I talk to about. You haven't seen a football game until you've gone to Arrowhead and experienced this. Yeah. And, and, and you know, so, so that's, we, we need to self-indulge for some weeks here on this thing. You know, we really need to soak it in and, and just, you know, flop around in it like a pig and enjoy it because <laughs> – you know, you you know. I mean, you know, you're a lot younger than I am, and and that's okay. But ten years from now, and fifteen years from now, yeah. you will have a perspective on this that will be sweet. It'll just be a different kind of sweet. Mm. So uh, let me ask you a philosophical one here, because Please. this is something that you could talk about later. But uh, we just got through with the Super Bowl with the Eagles, with their quarterback and their two best receivers. And two week, uh, what was it? Two weeks earlier, we had Cincy with their quarterback and their two receivers, mm-hmm. uh, Chase and T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. If you were an owner, which package would you want? Between, I'm sorry, between Chase and Higgins and <clears throat> let's say Chase Higgins and and uh, Burrow, or would you rather own Hertz, uh, Smith and Brown? I think which trio. I think That's I would. A tough one. It is a tough one. I I think I would lean Cincinnati's if I'm if I'm also accounting for where all the money is. But those guys are going to have to get paid really, really, really soon. Um, mm-hmm. And AJ Brown's a little older. He's the oldest out of that group of receivers by a good chance or by, by a good margin. But yeah, it's it's very close. That that Eagles team is. This is something I hope I hope fans are appreciating. Also, the Chiefs beat some darn good football teams to get here. There were no pushovers along the way. Oh, you're just God, that A.J. Brown know, is 25. I would have taken the over on that and been really wrong. <laughs> you know, but you can really appreciate from the question what the Chiefs have gone through. And it was the ones that now that we look back at all the discussion on who's going to win the game, the Chiefs or the Eagles, the one salient, the most salient point anybody made during that time was the Chiefs have had to go through barriers and be tested over and over and over again kind of like those Tampa Bay Buccaneers two years ago. And look at what they had to go through to get their suit that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, but the Chiefs had to had had to pass through that gauntlet where yes. the Eagles didn't really have to do that. Got it played out, didn't it, man? It really did. Uh John, I appreciate the call very much from North Texas. Uh, keep holding it down down there, all right? 
Thanks, Josh. See ya. Keep uh, keep wallowing like a pig in it for us down there in Texas. Uh, Beard's also added that DK Metcalf is 25 because Beard's loves DK Metcalf more than he loves any living football player who isn't named Patrick Mahomes. I'll tell you, you know what's wild to me? I wouldn't go that far. It's just like I, I want them to, to go get like a stud. stud. I, I get that. I, I feel that very much. You know what's crazy? Juju Smith-Schuster, 26. It feels like he's been in the league for a million years, and he has been, but he got here when he was 13. <laughs> it's just a funny career. Uh, and he's a champion, along with a lot of other guys who are here for the first time. I will happily hear every call about wallowing in it and being self-indulgent and the family and friends that you have uh, connected all of this to. All of it just makes me very, very happy. And it also makes me very, very happy to see this for guys like uh, Andy Reid's walking out onto the field. He he grabbed Eric Bieniemy and brought him in, and then Spags came in. It was just a, a coaching coordinator group hug. And you, you see Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey just doing the hug and swing, you know, the embrace, and then the kind of a waddle back and forth. And you see guys like Juju, who's been in the league for a while and just finally won one. And you have guys like Carlos Dunlap who've been in the league for a really long time at a really high level, and he is a champion tonight. I saw a picture, I don't know, I think he might have been quote-tweeting a Chargers thing, i got to double-check on it, but Melvin Gordon was holding the Lombardi Trophy. And I want to make this point real quick, and then we're going to hear from Andy Reid. He should. He should. I don't know what they have him doing in practice, but Shane Bouchelle deserves that ring and hat and t-shirt. He's out there running scout team stuff for the defense. There's a time that they show up to practice and then they do the practice and they do the work and the studying and the film room. And I don't know if Isaiah Pacheco learned anything from Melvin Gordon. I imagine he probably did at some point. Ronald Jones out here cheesing with the trophy. Good. Offensive linemen who we forgot were on the active roster. Good. And there's just something so cool about that to me. Where everybody from Patrick Mahomes to, you know, like uh, Chris LeMond's, who was a big part of this team and, is, and wasn't able to be out there tonight because the Bengals claimed him off uh, when the Chiefs waived him before the AFC Championship game. Bengals claimed him. Chiefs brought up Marcus Kemp for special teams instead. He had a huge play. Good. That was a, a, a corny move by the Bengals. Whatever. Chris LeMond's wasn't here on this. You know, you know who's getting a Super Bowl ring? I thought of a better one. You know who's getting a Super Bowl ring and deserves it? Matthew Wright. The kicker who came in and made some kicks when Harrison Bucker was hurt. Their ring's the exact same size as the one that Patrick Mahomes is going to get. And that's awesome. Because he's the MVP and the Super Bowl MVP and Mahomes and Kelsey and a bunch of these guys are going to be the ones who get to have these accolades included on their Hall of Fame busts, which God knows they will deserve. But it is such a cool part of a team sport that not everybody goes for the same number of yards or makes the same number of tackles or makes the same number of special teams plays. But there are so many people throughout the organization that God, the training staff. Whatever. Whichever one of them is actually a sorcerer and just been hiding it this whole time, they should probably get two rings, but that kind of undoes the 
part of what I was saying about everybody getting the same size ring. Uh, Rudy Salazar just messaged us both and said Darian Kennard is a champion. And he was active once this year. He and uh, let's go. You know, you know, there's a champion, Canarius Tony. Everybody gets a piece of that. I think that rules. It's the it's the best it's the best sport in the world. I say that with no vitriol towards other sports. I just love this one so much. And it's for the community of those guys in the locker room. And also, I don't know why this doesn't seem obvious until just now, but it kind of does. You know, there's always, a, oh, haters counted us out, nobody believed in us kind of thing that every team does a little bit of at some point or another, and the Chiefs deserve it more than Georgia did when they were talking about it after the college football championship. Because the Chiefs actually did have detractors in the preseason saying, hey, this is you know an overhaul, whatever. And lots of dumb stuff gets said in the national media all the time. Somebody trying to make a point or a headline or whatever, I, I get it. But man, there's something awesome about the part of that that Chiefs fans all over the world have. I know I'm going real back all to this connective tissue, but I like the idea that everybody calling in on my couch and I'm just here to listen to you and then hope that you are feeling all of your feelings in a healthy way and can process them. Man, I just think that's awesome. Because even when it is 10 or 15 years into the future, we're going to have our own hats and t-shirts and you're going to see somebody walking around in 15 years with a Kelsey Bowl t-shirt on. And you're going to go, hey! How about that? Remember that game? What a Super Bowl. Chiefs won two in three years. Or two in four years. Three Super Bowl, three Super Bowls in four years and one, two, whatever. That's, that's connective tissue between all of us forever. It's just why sports matter. There are probably other reasons. That's what I'm thinking of right now. Speaking of hats and t-shirts, that wasn't all just a a long segue, but I mean, we're here now. Uh, You get to go get your officially licensed Kansas City Championship apparel at Academy Sports and Outdoors and... You can meet star running back Isaiah Pacheco in the Overland Park store location at 9781 Quivira Road on February 14th. The store appearance will be 5 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. on February 14th. Go grab your championship gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors and congratulate Isaiah Pacheco on the big win. You'll get your little piece of history there from Academy and you'll meet a lot more Chiefs fans who are doing the exact same thing. So go see Isaiah Pacheco and go get your gear from Academy Sports and uh, go do it on uh, on uh, Valentine's Day. You can you can see number ten out there, and just see if he has as much energy when you meet him in person. I would imagine that he does. Speaking of guys who still have a lot of energy, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. We'll hear from him on the other side of this break, and then Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, Juju Smith Schuster, and a lot more audio still to come on tonight's edition. Excuse me, this morning's edition on a victory Monday, because yes, it's Monday. Garfield can't say anything about this one. I love this Monday. More postgame next. And Kansas City, third and three, down by six. Receiver in motion, shotgun snap. Here's a pass, back pedaling catch at the five, caught by Tony. He'll freeze into the end zone. Touchdown! The 
Chiefs have just taken the lead with a touchdown pass or tied the game at 27 with three minutes gone in the fourth. Tony has grabbed the touchdown pass of five wide open on the near side on a backpedaling grab and with ease he'll walk into the end zone for six and the Chiefs can take a lead right here their first of the game with the extra point. That's our play of the game brought to you by Central Bank. For more, visit them online at centralbank.net. I was watching a video as we were coming back from the break here that uh, Dylan Michaels had sent me. Dylan Michaels uh, producing the effort here around the building. Beards McFly on the other side of the glass. I am Joshua Briscoe, and I'm just watching Patrick Mahomes um, unboxing his uh, WWE championship belt, putting it on his shoulder and walking around the locker room with it, giving it to uh, other guys to uh, dance with. Oh, first Colin Saunders just absolutely making a meal of it. Oh, tremendous. This is probably not going to surprise many of you, but from the videos that I have seen, the locker room appears to have been appropriately enjoying the title. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Well, uh, I actually, in a... In a uh, funny, just sort of twist of fate of how things have gone here tonight, I really haven't gotten to follow much of what these guys were saying in their press conferences because we were just trying to make the magic happen to get on air. And of course, we were bringing you the Westwood One postgame coverage right here on your home for the NFL Sports Radio 810 WHB Kansas City. Uh, and in the meantime, I, I know Andy Reid did talk. I don't know if he was asked about hamburgers or retirement. I imagine that came up. That was a weird, real quick before we get right into Andy Reid presser, just in case anyone like missed this because I did for a while. Um, there was a Jay Glazer report that he said he had talked to Andy Reid and he had asked him if there was a chance he might retire after the game if they won or lost or whatever. And uh, the quote from Jay Glazer to Andy uh, from Andy Reid to Jay Glazer per Glazer was uh, I think it was I've got a lot of deci- I got a decision to make. We've heard Andy Reid talk about retirement before. And I. I did not take that to mean anything other than Andy Reid not wanting to give a definitive answer to like any question when he can help himself. So he didn't give that definitive answer there, and it kind of became a little bit of a thing over the last 12 hours or so. Um, I have not seen or heard anything of great substance from Andy Reid on the potential retirement front. But what we've heard from him in the past is that this is the most energy he's maybe ever had coaching football because think, hey, this dude was in, in this game for such a long time. And then he finally got a quarterback who could do all the things that he wanted to be able to do and then some. I mean, he's had good quarterbacks, but he's got the quarterback now. And I just, I, I don't... I don't see Andy Reid walking away super soon, and uh, if it's in another couple of years or whatever, you know, I'm sure he'll uh, look forward to spending some time with his family or whatever, but right now it seems like he's very much enjoying being the head coach of the world champions in the sport of football. I I, I can't imagine there are a lot of other things that would be more gratifying to him at this point, because this has to be an absolute blast. So, we'll hear from Andy Reid here in just a couple seconds as the head coach press conference is brought to you by Robert Brogdon, Buick GMC, and Robert Brogdon's Olathe Kia. Andy Reid is presented by Robert Brogdon Buick GMC and Robert Brogdon's Olathe Kia. Visit BrogdonAutomotive.com. Without further ado, here is Super Bowl champion, two times over, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Yeah, listen, we were right there. I don't have to motivate these guys too much. They're, 
they're, uh, they're, they're very motivated uh, to do well. And we were down by 10 points, so it's not that, it's not that much um, with the way our defense plays and shutting people down and, and the way our offense plays by scoring points. So it's just a matter of straightening out a couple things. And um, the guys always believe. They never don't believe. Um, they always think they're in the game. <clears throat> hey, guys, let me – I got no help in here, so just I'm going to call you out. Just let me do it right here. Andy, what did you talk about uh, I told him I love him, man. I'm proud of him for uh, leading the way there. <clears throat> and this started all the way back, um, you know, in the preseason. So uh, in the offseason program, he's a humble kid, man. And he works his tail off. And uh, as a coach, you, you respect and you respect everything that he he does there. Adam. Oh, go ahead. Sam. Yeah, there were different plays. They're good. My assistant coaches are unbelievable. I mean, they're beating me with the with the game plan and the coordinate the thing. And then you, the young guy, all these young guys, I've got uh, contribute. And um, and you know, so uh, you know, they've all got their spot in which they they put plays in and. Greg Lewis, David Girardi, I mean, they all added plays in there, and heck, they all work. They never tell me which one does it, but they show these plays show up. Adam? Yeah, Adam, uh, I, listen, he, he's, a, he's a great kid. The only reason he had problems was... Uh, because of the high ankle sprain, and that's rough on a kicker, especially on that plant leg. And so as a matter of just getting through that, the tweaks that that thing uh, presents to you really for the rest of the season from when he was hurt. Um, and uh, But he's, he's dirty tough. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say for a kicker. I'm just saying as he's a tough kid. Normally the kickers aren't the toughest guys. And this, this one here, he's a tough nut, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm proud of those guys, uh, all of them, the young guys. I mean, heck, we have a, all these rookies in the on the back end of the defense, and they kept getting better every week. They brought great energy. Pacheco and the guys on the offensive side, you know, MVS, um, Juju, KT. I mean, these are all new faces, and um, – and they, they just stepped up. I mean, they've, they've done that all year. And then here comes KT into this thing late um, from the Giants, and, and he has a couple of the biggest plays of the game. So, I mean, it's it's been like that. MVS, you know, big plays. Juju tonight, big plays. Uh, Pacheco, big plays. Uh, um, Sky Moore, big play. Uh, it's, uh, you know, these guys... My hat goes off to them. That's a tough thing to do in this league. Man, these are the best players in the world right here, and, and I felt like these were the two best teams. I mean, my hat goes off to Philadelphia, Jeff Lurie, and Howie Roseman for what they've done with that with that program. And, and their head coach is a legit guy. He's great for the National Football League. Man, he brings great energy, and here he is. He's a young guy, uh, and he's in the Super Bowl after his second year. Man, it's a tremendous uh, compliment for, for him in the, in the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, but hey, listen, I, mean, I, I you know this. Um, uh, we go way back. So um, I, I love Philadelphia. I love my time in Philadelphia. Um, phenomenal people. And we had some great years. Um, 
And so I, I, I left the organization on a positive note with Jeff Lurie and really everybody there. Um, so, um, my, and there's still three of their real good players. There's still guys that I, <coughs> excuse me, that I had a chance to coach, and I'm so proud of them for the careers that they've had. So, um, it's a great city. It's a great city, um, as is Kansas City. Been very fortunate, man. Very, very fortunate. Talk so much about how smart, how talented Patrick Mahomes was, but there he was again playing through being an injury. How do you describe Yeah, he grew he grew up in a locker room. He's seen the greats, and he strives to be the greatest. I mean, without saying anything, that's the way he works. I mean, he wants to be the greatest player ever. That's that's what he wants to do, and that's the way he goes about his business, and he does it humbly. You know, I mean, there's no bragging. Uh, he could stand up here and give you the, the, these stats that are incredible that he's had, but he never—he's never, never going to do that. That's just not him. And so uh, we appreciate—we appreciate that. And then when it's time for the guys around to raise their game, he helps them with that. He, he's one of these great—the great quarterbacks make everybody around him better, including the head coach. So he's—he's he's done a heck of a job. Harvey. Hey, Cole, congratulations on the second win. Thanks, Herbie. Earlier in the week, you can stand up, Herbie. Oh, you are. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. This is my favorite guy. He's one of my favorite guys. Go ahead. You had mentioned earlier in the week a game like this would be one in the trenches. How do you think your your front five did against? Yeah, so I thought, you know this too, I mean, we talked, but um, I, I just, I felt like uh, this was going to be the big boy game where uh, both your lines were going to have to really step up and play well. And, and they did, uh, both sides. I mean, that D-line battled like, like crazy and the, that offensive line battled like crazy and everything wasn't smooth, but they kept going and kept going against uh, a very good football team that has good lines. Yeah. All right, sorry, we we got time for four more Patrick's waiting. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm I'm honored to be whatever. I don't even know that stuff, but I mean, I'm honored to be in that. I'm very, I've been very fortunate. You know, I've had a lot of great players that have helped me get to the spot and great coaches. So, um, I'm, you know, I, I respect the game, though. I respect uh, all those guys and the jobs that they've done. And uh, if I can, if I'm mentioned with them, uh, you know, I have to think about that one for a while. Right here, coach. And, 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 and. No, you're not out. It's him. Thank you. And, Andy, you said earlier in the week you didn't know what your future was going to be like. Fox said before the game that you might have a decision to make. You said you might have a decision to make after this game. Yeah, listen, I, mean, I, I, I look in the mirror and I'm old. Um, I, my, my heart, though, is young. I mean, I still enjoy doing what I'm doing. I got asked that 50 times here. And finally, I just go, whatever, man, you know, whatever. And that's a, that's a good friend. Jay Glazer's a good friend. So, I mean, he, he's probably telling me to get my tail out. I'm too old. But um, I, I'm good with what I'm doing right now. So. Yeah, Coach, um, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we were down. You're you're right. We were down by down by ten, and that's not that's not a lot. Um, 
with our defense and and uh, our offense and, and this type of a game. I mean, you got two of the best teams in football playing, so um, that, that's not a lot of points. And uh, you just have to you got to hang with each other, and, and good things will happen. And that's kind of that was all I had to, to say. They, listen, these guys are all in. They they do a heck of a job. We have some great leaders on this football team. Last one, Adam. Yep. Well, I, I, listen, Adam, if they'll have me, I'll stick around. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me go ahead and check real quick. I have the door open out here still, so I don't know if the rest of Kansas City is going to be able to chime in on this. Hold on. Yep, yeah, just a quick vote. We will have Andy Reid back again. We will. We will. Hold on. Yeah, it sounds like we will have Andy Reid back again. I know that that's not really within our availability. You know, that's more of a Clark Hunt thing. But hold on, let me just hear Wow, you know what, guys? Clark Hunt actually just texted me and said, yeah, Andy's welcome back for another one. Appreciate that uh, that text, Clark. Also, a total, a total Super Bowl shot at Herbie Teope, the Kansas City star. We've got a Twitch comment That man here. is a journalist! Uh, we got a Twitch comment. You know Andy's feeling it when he unwraps Herbie, uh, unwraps a Herbie roast like it's a double cheeseburger? That makes me so happy, man. Herbie's such a good dude. And they they've got the they've got a good a good rapport. That makes me that makes me really happy on about fifty seven different levels. It's just uh, absolutely tremendous. Beard, should we uh, should we take a timeout and then come back with Mahomes, or should we go ahead and do Mahomes here now? Well, I'll, I'll we'll get to Mahomes in a second because I would like to ex- I would like to extend an offer to you if you would like to perhaps I don't want to be presumptuous. But if you would perhaps like to celebrate the Super Bowl victory of your favorite football team by getting some of the gear that they are wearing on the field slash, you know, a bunch of other great gear to get you through an offseason and to prepare you for the NFL draft being in town in like a couple months, folks. That thing is coming around the corner quick. Well, go ahead and be suited up for the draft and get suited up for the parade with officially licensed Kansas City Championship apparel at Academy Sports and Outdoors. And if you go out there on February 14th at uh, 9781 Quivira Road, it's the Overland Park store for Academy Sports and Outdoors, you go there on Valentine's Day from 5 to 6.30 p.m., Isaiah Pacheco's going to be there. So a great uh, comment over on the Twitch that they believe that Isaiah Pacheco is personally responsible for all of the busted sidewalks in Kansas City because he just runs too hard. And I think there's a real chance that's true. Uh, but if you'd like to meet Isaiah Pacheco, who really is a, a fun dude to chat with, so you get a chance to say hello, I'm sure he'll be wonderful. You can do that again at Academy Sports uh, out there on the uh, Quivira Road location in Overland Park. That's from 5 to 6.30 p.m. So go grab your championship gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors and congratulate Isaiah Pacheco on the big win. And also, of course, get the best gear and the officially licensed stuff from Academy. We will uh, now pivot over to hear from the quarterback. Andy Reid was rightfully in a pretty good mood after the win. I have now seen video of Patrick Mahomes walking around with the WWE belt. But what did Mahomes have to say about the victory? We'll hear from him here in just a second because his press conference is brought to you by Xfinity. Patrick Mahomes press conference brought to you by Xfinity. Xfinity Internet. Stay connected with Wi-Fi coverage that delivers the speed, reliability, and coverage you need. Can your internet do that? Two-time MVP, two-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes II. 
I think it was it was where we started at. Um, we started in Texas in the off season. Uh, I mean, me meeting basically a brand new group of receivers and and learning, uh, learning what they did well, learning what what we could get better at, um, and and guys leading from there, man. I thought the guys accepted the challenge. Um, it was a crazy, it was a crazy year, but uh, we ended up on top, man. You can't you can't ask for any more from those guys. You had the scramble play. I'm I mean, it felt great until I, I, I kind of rolled it a little bit. Um, I, I thought I felt really good, and then that happened, and I had a, a lot of soreness going through into halftime, and was able to move it around, kind of get taped up a little bit, and, and go out there in that second half. And um, it didn't feel good, but I was going to leave it all out there, and uh, I, I'm glad it was enough for the win. Patrick, what does this mean to you in terms of Andy's? Yeah, I mean, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. And I think everybody knew that. Um, but these last two Super Bowls kind of cemented that. Um, and to have someone that um, is, is such a great person who, who gets the best out of uh, the players and the, to become men and players, um, you wanted to do that. You wanted to win those Super Bowls for them. And it was, uh, it's, it's great that we did that. And uh, like, like you said, man, we're not done. I'm going to have them around here for a little bit longer at least. Uh, uh, you, you, you mentioned the extended halftime. How you guys kind of rally? Yeah, no, I, I was I was proud because it. I mean, I I talked a little bit, but it was everybody. It wasn't like I was the only person talking in that locker room, and we just challenged each other, man, to leave everything out there. And I, I don't want to say we played tight in the first half, but it, you didn't see that same joy that we play with. And I wanted guys to just know that everything we worked for is for this moment. You have to enjoy this moment. You can't you can't let the moment overtake you. Um, and um, I thought the guys did that in the second half, and they fought to the very end. Um, and that's all you can ask uh, is guys to leave everything they have on the football field. Ten years ago, you tweeted, man, how awesome would it be to win a Super Bowl and say, I'm going to Disney World. Here you are going for a second time. How do you put all of this into perspective? It's hard, man. It hasn't even sank in, I don't think, even... Yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. I appreciate it because of the failures. I mean, the failure of losing the Super Bowl and, and losing the AFC Championship game, it gives you a greater appreciation to be standing here as a champion. Um, and uh, luckily, I'm going to Disneyland now, so I have Disney World and Disneyland crossed off, and I'll, I'll have to make some more parks so I can go around everywhere and do a world tour. Yeah, I think it does. I mean... I wouldn't necessarily say we were counted out, but I mean there was a lot more critics than there was uh, the, the previous years I had been here. And I told him at the beginning of the year, I said, as long as Andy Reid's coaching, uh, we're going to have success as an offense, not trusting the leaders that we have in that defense. And so um, to go from a team that wasn't, I wouldn't even say majority pick to win the AFC West to, to win the Super Bowl, that speaks to the guys that we have in that locker room. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, you look better than the week. Yeah, I felt I felt I felt really good until I I re I re kind of aggravated it a little bit, but uh, it was. I mean, you're in the Super Bowl. You can worry about uh, getting it healthy in the off season. So I, I just kind of just I fought through, and we were able to win the game. Uh, what do you think uh, Jalen Hurts' performance? You know, you had an MVP performance, Yeah, I mean, if there was any doubters left, there there shouldn't be now. I mean, the way he stepped up on this stage um, and ran through the ball, whatever it took for his team to win. I mean, that was a special performance. That I, I don't want to get. Lo- I don't want it to get lost in the in the the loss that they had. I mean. Even whenever we got all the momentum in that game and, and we went up eight points in the fourth quarter for him to respond and move his team right down the football field and run it in himself for the two-point conversion, it was a special performance by him, man. And, um, I mean, it, you make sure you appreciate that when you look back on this game. How would you describe Tyson? How would you compare to your 
The first Super Bowl, I, I thought was, I mean, obviously I didn't win it the first year that I started, but I thought the first Super Bowl was just kind of like, oh, it's this is amazing. Like, we won the Super Bowl. Like, this is happy. Like, you're just like a little kid winning, winning, winning a prize at, at, the, at the fair. I mean, it, whereas this one, you've dealt with failure. You understand how hard it is uh, to get back on this stage and to win this game. I mean, I, I played in a Super Bowl where I got blown out, uh, where it was, I, I got all hyped up, and then we, you go out there and you don't do anything. Um, and then I lose the AFC Championship game in overtime. Um, when I thought we had a chance to win the Super Bowl that year and uh, have a full brand new team and have to go through the, the strain of being better and better every single day, it gives you a greater appreciation for winning this game. Do you feel like this is a greater achievement for the team than the, uh, the last football game? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a brand new team. I mean, I mean every Super Bowl is, is is something that you'll have for the rest of your life. Um, I mean, there's only like 12 guys that were on that team that won that first Super Bowl. It might be a, a little bit more, but um, so have a brand new team with a lot of rookies playing um, that that stepped up. I mean, we were down 10 points at halftime to probably the best the best team in the NFL all year long, um, and they they're they're known for getting ahead of teams and kind of finishing the game off. And for those guys to step up and make those plays in that second half, man, it was just speaks to the the hard work they put in every single day. And luckily, a lot of those guys are young, so we'll have them all, a lot of those guys back next year. Yeah, I had to become a better leader, um, and I've always vocally talked, but I had to, I had to I take a next step in my leadership ability of, of how I showed guys how we work and how I couldn't let the little stuff slide because we have such great players around me that have done it for so long, and I had, I had to teach the culture that we have here that I learned from Alex Smith and I learned from Derek Johnson. Um, it, it was I had to teach those guys the culture of how we work and do things, and um, luckily for me, I have guys like Travis and Frank and Chris that, that helped me out with that as well, and Oh, man, I was proud of those guys, man, how they responded in this big game. Did you come from behind in a Super Bowl? I know last uh, Monday we were talking that you have ready to have dinner with Elway, with the Manning brothers, with Tideman, with Stovak. What are your thoughts about this? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it hasn't even sunk in yet. I mean, to be down to a team like that and to come back and win the game, um, I wish I'd make it easier and not be down, but I feel like I play better when we are down. So um, I'll try to do whatever I can to learn how to not get in those situations and to start fast and, and finish faster. But, I mean, it's, I mean you'll, you'll look back on these games the rest of your life, and um, you, you'll watch these games when they're on TV and stuff like that, and uh, I'm just glad I get to enjoy it with some of the best, the best men on earth. Did you have to get um, a painkilling shot at halftime? If not, what sort of treatment did you get at halftime on the ankle? I did not get a painkilling shot, um, but uh, we, we did some stuff to get it ready to go for that second half. Andy made a, mentioned a lot of different guys that make plays. How about the one that Jared McKinnon made? In, in the moment, not getting in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, to have a vet like that um, who, who who knows, I mean, all year long he proved how smart he was on that football field. He's like another quarterback back there, and he made it a little close closer than I wanted him to. We talked about it in the huddle before the play, um, but we, we needed it because I ended up take, losing so many yards on when I was taking those knees. So uh, it was, um, it was a, a smart decision on him, and then that big of a moment, you want to run in and just score the touchdown, but we work on that stuff every single week to prepare ourselves for those moments, and uh, I, I want to give a credit to Eric Bieniemy because even though sometimes we get tired of listening to them talking about those moments, they always seem to happen in the biggest games, and he makes sure we go over the details every single week about them. Hey, Patrick, what, uh, what made a difference for you guys coming back from the down in the second half? 
I thought guys just, they embraced the moment. I think that's the biggest thing is um, that first half, we were playing. We were doing some good stuff, but I felt like guys were getting getting consumed by everything around us and not 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 just going out there and playing and enjoying this game that we've played since we were little kids. Um, and um, guys talked to the locker room, and we just said, let's leave it all out there. Let's leave it all out there for 30 minutes and see what happens at the end of the day. Um, and I thought guys did that, and... Uh, I think the biggest thing was the offensive line. I mean, the way they were able to protect me in that second half whenever we couldn't use those chips, we couldn't use those, that stuff to help them out um, against a great, uh, great defensive line. That's the reason we won this game. Patrick, what went through your mind on that play, that 60 yards grab we took to change the game? Yeah, yeah, no, well, we, they did a good job of covering the guys that I wanted to throw to. Uh, that was the biggest thing, and I, I got going up upfield, and uh, the, how the D-line rushed, it, it left the lane, and I thought once I got out, I don't know if you could see me running, I felt like someone was just right on my back the entire time. I haven't seen the play, but I'm like holding the ball up here somewhere. Um, but uh, you, shoot, you just try to get in field goal range, man, and we have a, a great kicker, and you want to give him a chance to kick a field goal or score a touchdown, and um, we were able to get in that field goal range. Uh, we were smart at the end there, and he was able to kick the, the field goal to win the game. We'll do a couple more. We'll go to Steve. Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. Patrick, we talk about Andy retiring. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it was news to me, and I mean, obviously, uh, Coach Reed. I mean, he has every right to retire. He's done so many great things for so long. But I could tell by the way he, how much he enjoys this, um, that that that's not anywhere in the near future. And I, I know that we'll have conversations um, before that that moment happens. Um, and whenever that time is right for him, uh, we'll embrace it, man. But I'm glad that he's sticking around because uh, we feel like the job's not finished. Last one right here. What did you do? Right, right here. Nope, right here. Yeah, it's because I think, I mean, I don't want to talk about all coaches, but I mean, he's the, the best coach I've ever had about how he connects with players from everywhere. And I think you heard Frank Clark talk about it uh, during the media week that we did is no matter where you're from, he can connect with you and he, he you can tell he cares about you um, as a man, as much as he does about a player. And so if there's something that's going on in your life, he's going to ask you about it. He's not going to worry about how you're practicing or, or hey, he needs you to be better here and here. He's going to ask you what's going on. Um, he's going to get that info from you and he's going he's to do whatever he can to help. Um, and I think that's been the biggest thing. That's why every player that leaves Coach Reed talks so highly of him because it's not about – I mean, obviously he wants to win football games and, is, and, and be great, but he, he cares about the, the men that step in that locker room and how he can he make them better whenever they leave it. That's pretty good stuff there from Patrick Mahomes, putting a bow on it, talking about Andy Reed, the Super Bowl victory, but what it means to play for Andy Reed, to be a member of this team, and a whole lot more. We'll talk about a lot of that and to hear a little more of what was going on in the locker room and in the podium after the fact, because Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest was in the locker room there for the pressers, and uh, I'm excited to hear from him. We'll have him join us live from Arizona just on the other side of this next break. In the meantime, though, Congratulations, Kansas City, because you can go get your officially licensed Kansas City Championship apparel at Academy Sports and Outdoors and meet star running back Isaiah Pacheco at the Overland Park Store location at 9781 Quivira Road on February 14th. The store appearance will be from 5 p.m. to 6.30 p.m., so you can go grab your championship gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors and congratulate Isaiah Pacheco on the big win. Plus, you can go get your gear there anytime. I'm going to make a run through there pretty soon, I believe, so maybe I'll run into you at an Academy Sports and Outdoors location. Definitely run into Matt Derrick very soon. We'll get to talk to him more on the other side of this timeout here on the Sports Radio 810 WHB Postgame Show. The 
They're going to break huddle at the four of Philadelphia. It's third down and goal. A 65-yard punt return is set up a screen position. McKinnon at the hip in the backfield with Mahomes five yards away from the center. Third and goal for Philadelphia. Mahomes shotgun snap. Back pedals and throws a pass. Wide open. Spinning catch five into the end zone. Sky Moore. The Chiefs have compounded their lead now with 9.22 to go. 34-27. Biggest lead tonight. Big plays in Super Bowl 57 for the Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions yet again. Two Lombardis, three Super Bowls in four years, five AFC Championship games in a row at Arrowhead Stadium. It's an awesome time to be a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's also a great time to be tuned in here to the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show. It's brought to you by CBD American Shaman. And good news here, folks. When Kansas City scores, you score big at your local CBD American Shaman. Our team's score is your percent off. And they scored 38 points in the Super Bowl! I can hear that one actually echoing from outside here. I yelled loud enough that I could hear it go through the door and bounce back. Sorry if anybody out there is sleeping, but you shouldn't be. I digress. Our team score, your percent off. They scored 38 points, so you get 38% off all day tomorrow on orders of $100 or more at CBD American Shaman. Life is better with the feather. Tomorrow, in this case, technically means today because we are now into the 1 a.m. hour arrowhead time here on the uh, Sports Radio 810 WHP Post Game Show. I'm Joshua Briscoe. Beards McFly on the other side of the glass. And Dylan Michaels is doing all of our producing around the building as well. It takes a, uh, a very, very small village to make this uh, very long post game show. Appreciate having Beards and Dylan uh, making all that happen over the course of this season. Uh, one other note, again, just another uh, invitation, perhaps. Our uh, people over on the Sports Radio 810 Twitch, twitch.tv slash Sports Radio 810. If you'd like to hop in over there, you can watch the video feed. I've already made one wardrobe change just on account of me getting too warm under my vintage Chief sweater from 2003. Uh, or you can, uh, but if you hop in there, you can watch this. But more importantly, you can keep listening to the show while interacting with your fellow Chiefs fans. Another way, if you're feeling like you want to share the experience with a few more people, uh, I know from experience the uh, the good folks over on the 8210 social media will, uh, will welcome you in with open arms if you want to hang out and just uh, talk about what kind of feelings you're feeling and how exciting it is to be a Chiefs fan in this era when they have Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, and so many more people on this team who made all of this happen. Just an awesome time, and I'm uh, very grateful to be here on this side, uh, being able to talk about it with you all. So appreciate you being here again. If you want to watch, you can go to whatever social platform you're the most uh, comfortable with or familiar with or whatever. We're up on the 810 Twitch, the 810 uh, Twitter the 810 YouTube and Facebook Live as well. So any of those places, but I've got a special spot in my heart for the uh, the Twitch loons because because they're nuts. I mean, that is a compliment. You guys know that's a compliment. I digress. Uh, Chiefs 38, Eagles 35, and a Super Bowl that really will go down it, as one of the all-time greats. I, I thought this would be a three-point Chiefs win, in fact. I guess I had that. I think I also had the under. That was obliterated by halftime, I think. So, you know, I'm not saying I had a crystal ball or anything. But an absolutely tremendous victory in a game where Patrick Mahomes does not get sacked at all. 
crazy. Uh, we're going to be joined by Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest in a little bit, but I imagine he's got something going on right now, so we can uh, hear from him in a minute. Uh, I just don't know if we want to try to hit some other... You know what, Beards? Can we uh, can we hit any other clips that we've got um, from the uh, the archives here? And we've got a whole bunch of them. Holy smokes, probably should have planned this out in advance. The aforementioned Dylan Michaels has been doing work. Um, if we want to uh, to grab one of the one of the clips that that appeals to you, not necessarily from the press conferences, but um, maybe we get uh, Travis Kelsey being on an NFL game day on the post game show when he was uh, talking about Patrick Mahomes and where he stands and NFL history. Now, uh, I'll give you a, a hint if you need to. Uh, it's about the all time standing of where. Travis Kelsey would uh, put Patrick Mahomes, or we could get, you know, the Kelsey Brothers postgame, or pretty much it. You tell me, Beards, what you, you got a real glazed over look over that I'm getting nervous about. I'm looking through the clips and trying to find it. Just find one for me that looks good to you. Give me a, give me a clip. We can play, uh, we can play, Josh, what do you think about this? Josh, what do you think about uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey on the field after the Super Bowl? That win? would be spectacular, Beards. Let's hear that. Patrick what Mahomes was that? Travis Kelsey. I mean, it was just everybody. It didn't come from one person. Everybody said we had to step our game up. Our defense played their ass off in that second half. In um, our offense, we, we found a way. Man, I just want to thank everybody, man. Everybody on this team, man. We battled. Oh, sorry for my language. Hey, get this man right here. I know you're emotional. Man, one of y'all said the Chiefs were going to take it home this year. Not a single one. Feel that. Feel it. And on top of that, next time the Chiefs say something, put some respect on our name. Hey, I'm going to tell you what I feel right now. In this second half, you guys scored on every possession. When you guys went into the second half, we didn't even know how this guy was feeling. Why? What did you figure out with this defense? It was just all hard. We knew we didn't play our best. We knew we didn't play for each other as much as we wanted to. Um, that first half was just, you know, it was a big moment. It's a big game. A lot of guys playing a little uncharacteristic, and we were just able to, you know, regroup at halftime and figure it out in that second half, man. We were flying around. You, you both told me, you know, going into this year, you heard what people were saying. You know, they're, they're rebuilding. Tyreek is gone. There's a new quarterback in the AFC, a couple new quarterbacks. You'll win the MVP, and now you win their second Super Bowl. MVP, Pat. MVP, Pat. You can't say enough about hey. what this guy means to Kansas City and this team. What does it mean to you? And, I mean, it's just, I, I told you all before the season, we got we got Coach Andy Reid. We got guys like Travis Kelsey, Chris Woo! Jones, Frank Clark. We're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. At the end of the day, we're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're going we're gonna to celebrate this right here, baby. We're going to celebrate this the, the right way. Go celebrate, guys. Congratulations. Kev, back up to you. Great stuff there, Aaron Andrews and the Fox crew there. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, again, courtesy of Fox. Beards, let's spin this wheel again. I kind of like this. This is fun. Where Dylan's actually done the work, you've got the files, and I've got names, but I haven't heard any of the audio. So I, I kind of like doing the show this way. This is great. Anything else speak to you? I thought your mic was still on. Sorry, I know you're multitasking I'm as it is. I'm up one clip. We'll see if, uh, see if it'll be ready here. Second. All right, here's the man of the hour. Dylan just walked in holding a, a pizza box, which is really making me wonder where he got that pizza from, Dylan, because I'm not going to give that brand a free shout-out right now, but I'm really, I really like that. I really like that kind of pizza. You got any pizza left in that box over there, Dylan? Any, uh, any leftovers over there, Dylan? Hmm, interesting. 
Interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll hear from uh, Matt Derrick when you. when he dials in. But in the meantime, I, I want to. Pl- I'm playing Dylan Roulette right now. I'm spinning the Dylan wheel and seeing what he found. You want to hear from Brett Veach on the field? I would love that. Let's hear from Brett Veach on the field. Do we know who Brett Veach is there with? Uh, it was with Fox Four. I, I think I saw him talking to John Holt. If that's yes. the case, so uh, Fox Four with Brett Veach. No matter what, and. I just think it's um, it's a testament to you know the staff that we have from top to bottom. That starts with Clark Hunt and you know Mark w- with his staff upstairs, but you know me and my personnel staff and and the coaches and you know we we just believed in ourselves and we we'd have a lot of picks and we knew that if we you know did the work and brought our coaches talent that they would get the most out of them and that's exactly what happened. Final quick question: Jay Glazer pregame starts talking about Andy Reid and. A decision he has to make the first time we've heard the R word, retirement. Any thoughts from you on that? Can you give us any insight? Well, look, I mean, I, I don't think anybody in this country other than Tammy knows him better than I do. So I'd be surprised. And I think coaches a lot of, you know, coaching ahead of him. And, you know, we're certainly fortunate and blessed to have him. And, and he is, I'm certainly biased, but he's, he's the best that uh, there is in this game for sure. This win has to be sweet for him in particular, the Eagles connection, Philadelphia. So many other storylines yeah. as well, but that one has to be especially sweet. Absolutely. Never say it, but I know him. And this one, I mean, I mean, to win a Super Bowl is obviously a surreal experience and unbelievable. But I mean, to beat the Eagles, I mean, let's be real. It was, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. You came from that town too, so yeah. congratulations you to much. you yep. as well, Brett. Good to see you Excited again. For Wednesday. Yes, yep. sir. Well, uh, we have a parade to go to, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Let's plan yeah, it. All right. Yeah. Thank you. We'll see you out there on Wednesday. The Chiefs will have a parade around Union Station. Uh, I think I saw coverage or that the uh, the parade's supposed to start at noon. Is that what I said earlier? Beards, I saw it on TV. I think I saw noon. Um, but it, the the first uh, answer there you were hearing, it's just the, the Chiefs deciding how this year's team was going to be built and what their path to the Super Bowl was going to be. And I, I wonder, and I don't even think you'd have to give Brett Veach truth serum on this one. I wonder if the Chiefs really thought that the moves they made this offseason were the best moves for the sake of the 2022-23 team. Because it definitely felt like a series of moves made for the future, but you would never count yourself out when your head coach is Andy Reid, your quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, and you've got Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones out there. It's why I still have them winning the division, and uh, I, th- I can't remember. I don't remember if I had an official Super Bowl prediction or not back in the preseason, but I, I never expected this team to look different than its old self in a really negative way. But I did wonder, you know, hey, and this is a, a thing that's going on in the Twitch chat a couple of times now, Think about what these cornerbacks are going to look like next year. Where Trent McDuffie and Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams are going to have a full NFL season. Obviously, McDuffie was hurt for junk, but full NFL seasons and full NFL postseasons and a Super Bowl that they've played in. Games when they were covering Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and then Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Obviously, Jarius Sneed is a huge part of that group, but I'm just focusing on the rookies who are now officially, I suppose, no longer rookies. The future is bright. This is not a bleep them pick scenario. And again, that's a Mahomes thing. You can build your team however you want when you got the quarterback extremely correct, and the Chiefs do. It should get better from here. Ugh. But that that is not an excuse to look ahead to next year, by the way. That is not an excuse to skip the parade on Wednesday and start planning what you want to do in 2024. That is not what I'm saying. Saying that the Chiefs are champions and the future is bright. Beards, dealing up another one. How about 
from the Westwood One postgame show, Frank Clark on the field. I would let you really are picking some winners here, Beards. Let's hear from Frank Clark. I don't think you're supposed to wipe tears with your Super Bowl winning t-shirt, Frank. I am watching you right now completely lose every emotion. What is the most, most, what's the most thing right now weighing on your head, your heart? I mean, the biggest thing is just what I'm able to do for my teammates. I told my teammates earlier, like, man, I'm going to give my all, man. I, you know, I, I text Tyron, man, Honey Badger, right before the season, before we knew all the trades and stuff. I said, man, I didn't give my all to y'all boys last year. I said, I'm going to give y'all my all, man. I'm going to come back in the best shape. Mentally, I'm going to come back right. So I'm going to give y'all boys my best because I know what I need to do for this team for us to succeed. And I gave my boys my all, man. That's all I, that's all I know. I just... I'm just proud of everybody, man. It's been a long route, you know. It was a hard first half. We got the job done. I'm just very emotional. I'm sorry. They tears of joy, though. It's like it's like you've been through a lot of shit, and you finally hit the top of the pinnacle. It all makes sense, you know what I'm saying? I just want to continue to show my teammates and be the best teammates to these boys in the world, you I know? I love you, man. I love you, I love too, you. young Thank boy. Thank you for everything, man. I got you, I boy. You, bro. I got you. The best part of this, Frank, is it's not just the Chiefs' journey. It's been your journey since you've been in the league. As you're standing there at the pinnacle and thinking about everything you've gone through, everything you've learned, what's the most important thing right now with your growth, standing here, getting ready to hoist that trophy? Um, the biggest thing is just understanding that life, you know, life don't get second chances. But, you know, as a person, the one thing you can do is be a stand-up guy. You know, um, you're going to make some mistakes. You know what I'm saying? I said that before. It's about how you get back from them, though. Like, it's how you bounce back. You can be at the bottom of the bottom of the totem pole and then at the top of it. And the next day, you just, just got to keep on battling, keep on going, keep on scratching, keep on clawing. It's going to all make sense. It's good stuff there from Frank Clark. Clearly emotional. I guess he was wiping tears with a Super Bowl t-shirt. That's a heck of a way to do it. Wipe your tears with some confetti. That's, uh... That's pretty neat. Look, I, I can't explain it, but playoff Frank Clark, I don't know if it's health or intensity or timing or whatever, but playoff Frank Clark is a thing. I, I will not deny its existence any longer. I haven't for a little bit, but I definitely am not, igno- I'm not, uh, not doubting it now by any means whatsoever. And I do, I do really think that based off what we heard from Hassan Reddick and that we later heard from Frank Clark, like it sounds like the field was really affecting the edge rushers. They might have had a more productive day with, you know, functional grass beneath them, but I'll take that effort from uh, from Frank Clark any day. I'll also take the effort from, really, the playoff closer on uh, on our side. It's Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest, and he's brought to you by Shamrock Roofing and Construction, Kansas City's local, residential, and commercial roofing contractors. One call does it all with Shamrock Roofing. Also, one call does it all to get all the insight we need from the locker room, the podium, the sideline, the press box, the stadium, the uh, turf master of it all. Matt, is there anything you don't have an answer for for us tonight? Oh, there's probably a lot, but if you'd like uh, any answers about where the media shuttle is or how to get back to the civilization <laughs> oh, no. after the game, I don't have the answer for you there. Is that why when we called you originally, you uh, were not immediately available because there's a media shuttle problem? Yeah, I am currently walking uh, with some of my uh, colleagues along Cardinal Way. Uh, I'm like a quarter of a mile outside the stadium. Um, I mean, I'm going to either end up on a media shuttle or left for dead in the desert, one or the other. <laughs> Okay, well, 
Do you want us to call you back? We're gonna look, Matt. We're gonna be here for a while. We can definitely call you back in like thirty minutes or an hour or whatever. We got stuff we could do if you want to like get to civilization first. Well, we have found a bus. So okay. Okay. I, I'm, I'm guessing at this point that well, it's not that crowded of a bus. Let me go to the back. This is really just a question of, of how annoying you think you'll be being a big shot media guy on the phone while we talk to you. Well, and it's also just, I mean, I can go to the back and, and talk quietly and everything. It's more about, you know, the quality of the radio for, for you and, and the people at home. Well, I mean, we gave up hope on that I mean, hours ago, if not years ago. I mean, my quality is already very questionable. Yeah, me too. So... Um, well, do you want to? I don't know what your ETA is. I love that we're just running it as we go. We we really can just call you back in a little bit if you want to make got, sure you. I have got nothing to do for the next thirty minutes. Just sitting here in the back of the bus. Okay, well then let, let's just make it happen now. Okay, fantastic. So, until until Kevin Clark from the Ringer gives me a dirty look, I say we go for it. I'll tell you what. Listen, if Kevin Clark is on the bus at any point, I want you to name name drop him as a dirty look giver once more. Is he there well, now? Yes, that's why I dropped the name. Oh well, can we talk to him instead? No. No, no, no. I thought, I thought that might get for you. What you're, for what you're paying, you're lucky to get me. <laughs> I thought that might have gotten you. Uh, all right, Matt. Well, then uh, let's start here. Um, where were you at mentally as uh, Patrick Mahomes appeared to be showing more pain on the sideline than he had at any other point throughout this playoff run while the Chiefs' uh, uh, chances at staying in the game appeared to be, uh, appeared to be waning? Yeah, uh, I, when he went to the bench there at the end of the first half um, and was really visibly winning after he got kind of, you know, rolled on again and everything, um, I, I was concerned for a, probably about 75 seconds mm-hmm. uh, because then he goes over to the bench and, sure, Rick Burkholder is there and they're looking at his right leg and, and certainly, presumably, focusing on the ankle and everything, but he just goes over to the bench. He is not going over to the medical tent and the table, anything like that. And then after a little bit, I mean, during the commercial break still, he's just, you know, it's kind of, and while he's talking to Rick Brookholder, uh, Matt Nagy is sitting there right with him, talking to him too. So he's kind of having look like two conversations at once, <laughs> one about the ankle and one about looking at the tablet and going over the film. And then once Rick left and it was just, Matt Nagy, and then Andy Reid comes over, and they did. They just sit down and start looking at film, just like normal. So at that point, since it didn't, they were, they were close to halftime. If they wanted him to go back and get some looks or anything like that, he could have gone back to the locker room at that point. But he wasn't. He showed no signs of coming out of the game. So I was convinced at that point he was going to stick in. And, and if Mahomes is sticking in, Chiefs always have a chance. What about the performance from that point on for Mahomes? We, we talk about legacy games a lot. We talk about legacy runs to the playoffs and toughness and grit and all of those things. But he was showing all of that while also being just stupendous. Yeah, I mean, the, the, that touchdown drive opening up the second half was just, I mean, really sharp. Um, the entire offense, I mean, that was just kind of the microcosm to me of the entire game. For the offense, the offensive line blocked extremely well. Um, I might want to look back on the tape, but right now I would say that you could probably make a case that was the best performance of the offensive line mm-hmm. all season. Um, sure, maybe the, the turf helped. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a, a, a favor for the offense. I know you were talking about a little bit about the pass rushers before we jumped on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, still, I thought that, frankly, I thought the Chiefs' offensive line looked better than the Eagles' offensive line. 
um, especially, you know, as far as being able to, to move the ball on the ground. I mean, that was a big deal. So uh, I, I, I thought that, you know, in that second half, in that first drive in particular, you saw a lot more sharpness from the offense than you did in a lot of the bulk of the first half. The first drive, obviously, was in both halves were really good. But then, you know, in the second half, they were kind of able to sustain it. Um, and for, and, and definitely in the fourth quarter, when they needed to just, you know, move the football methodically, they did that. And it was, you know, Mahomes certainly had some good throws, but McKinnon and Pacheco had some really nice runs in there, too. Um, McKinnon's <laughs> game management, Andy Reid's game management at the end, were very impressive. I mean, I thought that even though there was mistakes in the first half, I thought the offensive execution in the second half was almost flawless. Yeah, that's the thing. It was, and, and I, we can do a little bit of comparison shopping or whatever, and that might be. We might be able to wait till Friday to do that because you mentioned one of the elements that I was gonna make a point to ask you about because I saw the video of uh, you with Andrew Wiley in the locker room, and then Patrick Mahomes comes over and he totally loses his train of thought, and both of them both uh, express how proud they are of each other for the performance they put out there. Uh, can you just take us into the locker room with you a little bit and and kind of what that scene was like and and specifically. Andrew Wiley and Orlando Brown were the two guys on this offensive line who people had real questions about with all the, the pass rush that the Eagles bring. We've both mentioned the turf now, but I, I, it was it was a spectacular game for the offensive line, given the opponent, given the circumstances. So take, take us into what that was like afterwards when you were able to, to hang out with the linemen a little bit and get a feel for how they felt about their performance. Yeah, it really was. And and I, I, there was a couple of guys that I got to talk to that I, I thought was really you know poignant and uh, one's obviously Andrew Wiley, you know, being a starter on this team. But the other one's Austin Ryder, you know, on the, pra- mm. on the practice squad, you know, but was elevated for this game. I mean, he's, gonna, he's been a good, loyal soldier, so, you know, the Chiefs were kind of rewarding him. Um, but, you know, remember, I mean, he was, you know, Ryder was part of both the, the 54 and 55 teams. Yeah. And, and Super Bowl 55 for both those guys really stuck in their craw. Mm. You know, um, the performance in, in 55, you know, I think Austin Ryder feels like that probably set him back. He was going to be a free agent that year. And, you know, it feels like the, the, you know, the troubles that the Chiefs offensive line had in that game, you know, kind of hurt him. Um, you know, Andrew Wiley has been, you know, really, you know, frustrated about his play. I mean, he, he took a lot of that on himself. And I, I don't think that he necessarily deserved it mm. because he was a guard being asked to play right tackle in the Super Bowl. And that was a big jump, and I, you know, and I don't think that Austin Ryder played badly in the Super Bowl at all. It's just Chiefs didn't have their left tackle and their right tackle. So this was that, this was a very emotional game for both those guys, and and certainly Patrick was going around to a lot of the guys in the locker room, but you know Wiley was one of the first guys that he went to. And remember, these guys have been you know together. Both of them came to the Chiefs in '17, um, so they've been together a long time. Uh, you kind of forget that about Andrew Wiley, but he's been around for a while. And yeah, that was that was a really you know a, a touching moment to be there. And, and unfortunately, because I'm a, a terrible, terrible journalist and not a, a very, very good videographer, I, I I turned off my camera about two seconds too early because right after that, you know, Pat, you know Andrew Wiley just gave this big smile and was like, "One five's my guy." Mm. And you know, and you, you can just see, I mean, just how much of a a camaraderie and a friendship that these guys have, and, and as a result of just how memorable and how meaningful this game was as a result of just everything that they've been through. And that 50, Super Bowl 55 was a pivotal moment for a lot of these guys. Mm. 
If it makes you feel any better, I thought the video of that was great. I thought it was a real right place, right time, right person holding the camera. So I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you got what you did because I, I thought that was great. Um, anything else from from that portion of the of the proceedings of of what you saw and what you felt for for this team? Because I think in a lot of ways. To a lot of people, and I'm just going to say, to me, this, there are different, there's a different energy to this than there was to the win over the Niners for a whole bunch of reasons that I think make sense. It's all still obviously good, but what was it like there when a lot of guys are winning their second ring? You've got a ton of first-timers from the rookie class, some of the veterans that were added this year, too. Um, what, what, was the, what was the vibe like from anybody else that stood out to you? Yeah, it was really interesting because you know it, it did feel different when you're going from player to player. Um, you know, talking to guys like Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, you know, who are getting rings early in their career, but, you know, hadn't been on a Super Bowl team before. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there was, there was some big smiles. I mean, they, they didn't have anything else. There, there was no baggage there. There was just a, you know, just, hey, this is pretty cool. I mean, can you believe it? Second year in the league, you know, for some of the guys, Isaiah Pacheco, first year in the league, get a ring. Um, you could just see the, the joy on their faces and everything. For the guys who were here for 55, even if they won in 2019, even if they have that ring, you saw some redemption. Mm. You saw some, you know, I think that that has probably been a little bit underplayed. It's just about how much that loss to Tampa Bay really stuck with some guys. And, and maybe not everybody, but it really stuck with some of these players. And this was kind of a redemption. This was a chance to, you know, kind of prove something. And the way they did it, I think, kind of added to that. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to get some of the other videos. There's a lot of content going through for tonight. Um, but the, the tone of the locker room certainly changed um, throughout maybe 20 minutes we were in there. Um, went from just, you know, smiles and hugs and everybody just kind of celebrating to eventually when the champagne started flowing, it started to get kind of crazy. And the party was getting ready to start. Mm-hmm. Then they kicked us out, Josh. I mean, how can you do that? <laughs> So rude of them to not let you hang out for a little more of the party. Uh, and a lot more of the content you'll be able to see on Twitter, at Matt Derrick, and uh, at ChiefsDigest.com. A good amount of that hopefully you'll see on the uh, Sports Radio 810 feed as well. Um, beyond that, Matt, if, if we walk back a little more back into the game itself, um, what else stood out to you as things were unfolding? Because it... We've talked very little X's and O's about one of the great Super Bowls of, of the modern era. Yeah, you know, I mean, to me it was a really remarkable game because I would certainly make the case that the, the Philadelphia Eagles, um, I mean, if, if this was a heavyweight fight, I mean, you'd kind of say, hey, the, the Eagles were winning on all cards mm. about forty minutes, 48 minutes into this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were the better team. They had more yards. I, mean, they, they, I think they were more efficient at that point. Um, they certainly had been running more plays. I mean, they were really wearing out the Chiefs' defense a little bit. Um, I mean, you look at and you check off all the categories. Third downs. I mean, you look at it across the board. The Eagles were the better team. And then here you are, a, 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 frankly, a very solid, all-around great performance from the Eagles for 48 minutes. And you look at the scoreboard, and they're down. Mm. And I was just like, at that point, I don't see how the Eagles can play any better. Yeah. So how are they going to win this game? Well, they weren't, but I mean, I think it's just the resiliency of this team. I mean, the Chiefs just took beating after beating and kind of body blow after body blow. And maybe you compare it to, you know, a Rocky movie. I mean, that was kind of the strategy. I mean, they just kind of took the punches. And and then at the end, they were still fresh enough to go out and, and really lay the knockout punch. And 
I mean, that was kind of the ebb and flow to this game to me. I mean, I, I think it's a great game. I mean, there's been some people that I think very foolishly um, say that the, the penalty on Bradbury, you know, against Juju Smith-Schuster somehow marred this game. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> that was a textbook penalty. And I agree. There's an issue that the fact that they hadn't been calling that all night long. But that was pretty blatant. Even James Bradbury admitted it was blatant. Yep, he said it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and I, I honestly appreciate him saying that because I do think it's an easy retort to anyone who would overlook how bleeping good this football game was. Um, and I believe NFL Network is beginning to replay it right now, so I'll just get to, you know, re- revisit this as we go. Maybe Are I you think it's an instant classic? I'm saying it might be an instant classic. It kind of felt like that in, in real time. Uh, last thing for you, Matt, this is a full grab bag, choose your own adventure just because I don't know what else you've been seeing and hearing and experiencing out there in Arizona, but dealer's choice for anything else that you saw before, during, or after today's game that you think people ought to know about before they go back and uh, check it all out on Chiefs Digest? Well, we've already talked about one of my favorite moments. It was, the, it was Andrew Wiley and, and Patrick Mahomes. That was just a, a really poignant moment between teammates. Uh, my, my other favorite moment was certainly getting to talk to Nick Allegretti after the game. Uh, if you haven't, haven't heard, his wife Christina you know, gave birth about 4 or 5 o'clock this morning to a twin girls. Uh, they were due in mid-March. He, they knew they were going to come early. Came a little bit earlier than they even expected. Um, what one was four pounds, fifteen ounces. The other five pounds, five ounces. So they're in the NICU right now, but they're both healthy. Everything's looking good. Um, they got the FaceTime with him, but uh, yeah, Nick said Nick said this was the best day of his life, even before the game. Awesome. So this was just gravy on top. But now he's he's got two Super Bowl rings, one for each daughter. Yeah, they can probably both wear those as a bracelet for a little bit. I don't know. They could. I, I imagine Nick Allegretti has pretty large hands. <laughs> but there, was a, there was a lot of great stuff from the guys tonight. You know, Chris Jones was Chris Jones. Frank Clark was Frank Clark. There's going to be a lot of stuff to pour through. folks. So, guys, everybody out there, between now and the parade on Wednesday, two yes. cats plenty to entertain you. Yes, absolutely. At Matt Derrick on Twitter, ChiefsDigest.com. A lot more to come to get you all the way to the parade. Matt, it's been a pleasure talking to you every week this season. And uh, the good news is we get to keep doing it on Friday on The Zone as well. So I'll, uh, I'll see you in here on Friday. And I don't have a bottle of champagne, but I might just bring in a uh, bottle of Dr. Pepper that I can shake up and shower you with that. I think that would be great. Maybe just I'll go out onto the balcony so it doesn't get, like, the carpet and stuff and... Um, well, now I'm considering that you might actually try to do this and that I would have to do an entire edition of The Zone pretty sticky, so I mean, I'll think I have, about it. I have seen the studio in which you are in right now, and it certainly looks like somebody has done this before. Thank you, Matt. Good. Thank you, Josh. Take care, everybody. Matt, Di- uh, Matt Digest. Yep, Matt Digest of ChiefsDerek.com there here on uh, the Sports Radio 810 WHB It's Matt Derek of ChiefsDigest.com, live from a media shuttle in Arizona. And he's brought to you by Shamrock Roofing and Construction. One call does it all. Uh, Beards, let's, uh, you want to take another break? We'll come back and break some more audio. We got some more longer press conferences as well. We're going to be here for a little while still tonight. We might even open up the phones again a little later on. We'll, uh, we'll see. If everybody's good, we'll uh, see about doing that as well. More good news for you, though. I can help you get your championship gear just as quickly as you're ready to go and pick it up. Because Kansas City fans, listen here. You can go get your officially licensed Kansas City Championship apparel at Academy Sports and Outdoors and... 
You can meet star running back Isaiah Pacheco at the Overland Park Store location at 9781 Quivira Road on February 14th. That's Valentine's Day. That store appearance will be from 5 p.m. to 6.30 p.m., but you can go get your title gear uh, at Academy Sports whenever you're ready. In fact, I'm going to go make my trip out there maybe before Isaiah Pacheco even gets out there. I'm not advertising a meet and greet with me. I'm just saying that if you uh, time it up right, we might run into each other at Academy to uh, to peruse some of this gear together. So you go check that out. Go grab your championship gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors and congratulate Isaiah Pacheco on the big win. And you go see him on uh, on the 14th. Or just go out there and congratulate yourself on the big win by getting some gear of your choice at Academy Sports and Outdoors. We'll take a break. More Sports Radio 810 WHB Post Game Show coming up next. In the shotgun, Mahomes gets the snap, hands off, Pacheco over the left guard, touchdown, making his way in for the Chiefs, who are back in business. Touchdown run, opening drive of the second half, taken in on a beautiful 75-yard drive. Pacheco has scored a touchdown from a yard. Isaiah Pacheco had a heck of a game, and you can go thank him yourself if you'd like. What better plans do you have for Valentine's Day? None better than that. That's right, Kansas City fans. You can go get your officially licensed gear right now. Your championship apparel at Academy Sports and Outdoors. And you can meet Isaiah Pacheco at the Overland Park Academy Sports and Outdoors location at 9781 Quivira Road on February 14th. That store appearance will be from 5 p.m. to 6.30 p.m., 90-minute window there, to go grab your championship gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors and congratulate Isaiah Pacheco on the big win. Let's, uh, you know what, Beards, let's go ahead and stay on the offensive side here and hear from another guy who stepped up big, especially in the second half of this game, because Juju Smith-Schuster... It was tough early on for these Chiefs wide receivers. It was just Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and then some running backs catching some passes. The wide receivers were not getting involved very much. It was a frustrating game on that front. And then in the second half, Juju was everywhere. It really was incredible. To, I don't even know what his stat line ended up being. I know that it's funny. It's one of those funny, like, deeply unimpressive stat lines for the MVP of the game and the MVP of the league because Mahomes just didn't throw for that many yards. God, this this is another one of those stat lines that you're just not going to believe when you hear it. Mahomes was 21 of 27 for 182 passing yards. Jalen Hurts went and for 304. And yeah, and three touchdowns for Mahomes. Um, just absolutely bonkers. Seven and 53 of those were from Juju. He didn't score, but was, of course, absolutely enormous in the game. Here's what Juju Smith-Schuster had to say after the game. I just know that I'm probably not going to cry right now, but probably when I get home or in the locker room, I'll cry. Um, but... I, I honestly just crazy. Um, you to come here, back, Isaiah Pacheco, up to come here and play on a one-year deal to chase a Super Bowl ring. And I just thank all my coaches and you know my my teammates and everyone around me for making this possible. And obviously the matter, but seemed like they went started a little bit slow with you, but the fourth quarter went several times in a row. Yeah, man. I think just the opportunity when it presents yourself, you know, you t- you take full advantage. I'm not the type of guy who, who cares about stats, catches, who gets the ball or whatnot. All I care about is winning. And when you win, everyone's so happy. 
but I'm glad I got the opportunity that, to make the plays I can for my team and to put us in a position to win this game. Do you feel like you got held on that last play? No, what, say it again? Do you feel like you got held on that last play when they threw the flag? Oh, yes, 100%. Um, my rounds to strike in, strike back out. I mean, Bradbury's a good player, but, you know, I feel like at some day it's going to be a call is going to be called. Speak about what Kadarius has meant to you guys. <laughs> since he's here. Bro, that boy got here. I don't know what the Giants was doing with KT, but bro, he's a dog. And Beach and Andy Reid, bro, they they know how to pick and choose who who to go get and fit for this puzzle of this team. The the hard part with, with him is that trying to block for him because he's so he's like a rubber man. He just jukes so, so many times. And it's hard to block for him, but as you can see, like, I mean, that punt return set us up big to put points on the board. It seemed like a lot of people were having trouble keeping their foot in. Did you have trouble keeping your foot in the turf? Nah, nah. I mean, I feel like I had good feet problems. I mean, good feet uh, only because, you know, shout out to Sleep Number for the good sleeps last night. What do you think Andy Reid should be on the list of coaches? Bro, for him to be the all-time winning coach for both teams today, I mean, that, that says enough. I mean, he's, he's definitely up there, and that's why I, man, I love playing for him, man. I love, I love Andy Reid, man. Like, y'all don't know him personally, but that dude is such, dude, he's such a great dude, man. He's for the players. He's for the players. You know, he, he's not a coach that's going to, you know, drive you and, and abuse you. He's the type of coach that's going to, He's going to help you put you in the best position possible for you to go out there and perform. Me and KT were hurt last game. All, all last week, we did not practice. He looked out for us. And our training staff, I want to give a big shout-out to, yo, but Pat, Pat, Julie, the trainer, she helped KT to get to where he was at today. David Glover helped me get to where I'm at today. After the game, the AC Championship, I couldn't walk. And I came out here because I believed in my staff and I believed in them to get me to where I'm at today. And I just want to thank them. But, yeah, Andy Reid, for sure, one of the greatest coaches to ever play to, to coach this game. And that's right. After the AFC Championship game, I saw you walk off the field. And you look like, I mean, how are they going to put Humpty Dumpty back together again in two weeks? How did they do it? How did you do it? Man, just prayed every night. And uh, just working in the training staff, getting there early, putting treatment in. I was, I'm putting in four to five hours every day this past week in AZ just, just to make sure that we make this dream come true. And we did it. Uh, we was going through my mind when I clocked in zero. I was just like, <laughs> I was honestly just looking for my family. How, how does the dream compare to the reality of winning the Super Bowl? Uh, honestly, it's just crazy. I'm not it's, it's wild. It's wild. It's in wild. That, in that drive where you had like three, four catches, did you know going into that drive that you're going to have that many opportunities? No, I did not. I did not. I just knew that you know Pat was looking my way, and because I was wearing the Oakley visors, you know it helped me catch every single ball. What's what the celebratory think? song tonight that you're gonna that you want to just jam out to? Jam out to? Yeah. I just want to rock by Lil Uzi. 
because the Eagles like it and I like it too. <laughs> you, you, you what, what was the difference between the, the first half and the second half of the offense as a whole? Bro, honestly, the, the big difference between the first half and the second half, it was just energy. Like, we came out with that drive because we were so hungry that they scored. We came out, we drove, and then we just had a couple three and outs, and that kind of just changed our whole mood. But then we came in the second half, bro, that 29 minutes was perfect. I mean, I didn't get to see the Rihanna performance, but I hope the shoes probably amazing. But that 29 minutes that we had literally brought us together. What and happened, we. What happened in the locker room? It was, I mean, it, it was just the passion and energy, and that we got to just be ourselves. And we got to dedicate your whole body, your whole life for 30 minutes. And this is what we did. Juju, on that Canarius touchdown where he went, had the jet sweep coming in, he stopped and came back. Have you guys done that? Bro, year? multiple times. Yeah. That we, we knew, we knew that that podium one. we knew that that was gonna happen. Um, to be honest, and Sky Moore scored that way too. It's the exact same way. Because with, with, with their defense, what they do, they switch off, and you know it, it was kind of like a busted play. And did you know on both of those that the yeah, yeah, yeah. Be wide open? Hundred percent. Come on, man. We've been, we've been running these plays for the past two weeks. Thank with Kadarius, what was the first time that you saw Kadarius, like, hey, this dude is special? Uh, in college, when he played against, uh, I think, Alabama, he went crazy. Those plays to Kadarius, Tony, and Sky Moore. That's Juju Smith-Schuster talking there, if you just joined us, somehow. Those touchdowns were scheme touchdowns. Juju knew they were going to be touchdowns when they called the play because the Chiefs knew what was going to be happening. I obviously had not yet had a chance to read it, but my friend Seth Kaiser, Chief of the North Newsletter, mnchiefsfan.substack.com, because God knows that he's earned a few free plugs from me. He's already written about how uh, Andy Reid called one of the best games of football he's ever seen in the second half. I can't wait to read that. I would encourage you to do it sometime after this show wraps up. Plan, plan on it for tomorrow morning, maybe. Or if we uh, wrap up tonight before you've uh, run out of energy. We'll see. But those plays were outrageous. Um, that third and one play with Mike Burton in the background, in the, 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 the backfield, where he in the back, who probably was Pacheco, right? Seth actually got the clip here. I'm trying to figure this out. There's some like old school football undertones here because I think it was Pacheco and Mike Burton with their hand in the dirt and a good old fashioned three point stance in the backfield. I played uh, fullback one one year in high school and so I've really got, this is where my appreciation for fullbacks comes in. I just want I want fullbacks and long snappers to get just a little more love even though, you know, roster construction and all that. Hand in the dirt in the backfield, and Burton Burton makes a hell of a block. They got pulling linemen, both guards, I think it was just there, and then Pacheco turns the corner, and he's just a violent Energizer Bunny. He's a he's like an energy. If the Energizer Bunny was a Mortal Kombat character, let me write that down. Bridge, don't let me forget that one. That's a good one. I'm gonna keep with that. That's Isaiah Pacheco, and plays like that. It's you know you see the ring around the rosy uh, snow globe uh, reindeer personnel all of that right and they did a little bit of that in a play today that stuff that's like fun and keeps you going and all of that that's awesome I I do legit think that's really fun but you get to see like maniacal Andy Reid once the games count like and I mean really count. 
Because stuff like that, where it's basically, I'm also stealing from Seth here, but it's basically like running a whip route, but it starts in the backfield in motion. Stuff like that is a solution that you either come up with or go back to an idea that you had previously when you see something on tape that you know it's going to work against. And that kind of either forward thinking months, if not years ago, or just seeing that on tape in these two weeks and knowing that's what you were going to go to next. That bleep is outrageous, man. And it's like from the other side, just to remember what it feels like uh, in the, the negative sense. When Doug Peterson had Christian Kirk lined up in the backfield because he knew that, uh, or at least thought there was a really good chance that George Karloftis would end up covering a quick wide receiver, that was just great scheming. And it doesn't mean it's some huge failure on the, the defense's part. I, Spags had a call in in that game against the Jags in the divisional round, and the Jags had a great counter to it. Tip your cap, go out there and do it again. And stuff like that, it's why people like Seth and Casey Sports Network guys and a lot more than just that. But, you know, those are my friends. And so it's easy to uh, easy to plug the uh, the work they do. But it's the reason that work like that matters, I think, to me in particular, is that over the last five to five to ten years, boy, how old am I going to make myself feel? I'm not that old. Sorry, everybody. For Not if there's anything wrong with being older. But it's a lot. It's a lot of time that's passed that I'm thinking about now. But in these last like five years in particular, the the more I have learned about how the chess match of football comes to be, the more appreciation I have for the guys that do it, and the way more appreciation I have for the guys who do it well. And to see Andy Reid just put on a masterclass like that absolutely rules. So good. A few other things from Juju before we get to Chris Jones. We'll play him here in a moment. But he, of course, said, yes, obviously, he felt like he was getting held by James Bradbury, who himself said he was holding. The impact of Kadarius Tony, he was going, like, oh, come on. How could I even begin to talk about this? I don't know what the Giants were doing with him, all that stuff. Just tremendous to hear how he's been an impact. And then also for him to talk about, hey... That's part of what makes Andy Reid special. This team special. Brett Veach special. We know the guys that we're going out and getting. We're going to bring them in. We're going to figure out how we want to use them most meaningfully. Chiefs have been really good at that. And Kadarius Tony is just a perfect match. I cannot... You're not going to be able to get me to calm down about Kadarius Tony this entire upcoming offseason. Like, I... TBD how exactly the Chiefs use him. And I'm thinking now, I almost certainly, I had a sick little Kadarius Tony prop for an anytime touchdown and a bunch of yards, and he got the touchdown, but probably not the yards for it. No, there's no chance. He had sick. Is that, wow. One for five, huh? Five yards? But I had another catch. Oh, well. I, I don't know exactly how they're going to try to use him. But if there's anybody out here who's going to like draft Kadarius Tony way too high in fantasy football next year because there's a chance they might use him to be like a, I don't know, Tyree Kill kind of type, it's going to be me. Because I'm in love. I don't care who knows it. But for how the Chiefs brought him in and utilized him as quickly as they did, 
and then in some big moments in the Super Bowl and the punt return and all the energy he brought there, just just stupendous. A reflection on the organization, the development, the player, all of it. And then, uh, I mean, there are two more things from Juju that I wrote down. Making what makes Andy Reid special and working with players in the way that he does. Really being there. For, I, he, I think the first thing he said was he's for the players. Man, that's a that's a powerful sentence. Honestly, he's for the players. And then also goes into giving shout-outs to the trainers and all of that. Is that Marco Marquez? Marco just comes straight here. here. Marco's dancing down the hallway. This dude's a ball of energy. He just he's gonna he is gonna champagne spray us with Sprite, is what it looks like. My blood sugar is uh is okay right now, so Marco, maybe come back in a little bit if I get a little low. Just blast that sprite. Everything Juju said there, I just think, is such a cool little tidbit of how many things had to come together to get him here. He couldn't walk after the AFC Championship game. It's unbelievable. So much of it is so many reflections on everything that went into this effort. Both sides of the ball, all three sides of the ball, the training staffs that get not just Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey ready for the AFC Championship game, but Kadarius Toney and Judy Smith-Schuster ready for the Super Bowl. It's pretty neat. You know, I don't, I'm no trainer, so I can't say this definitively. But maybe they can use a little CBD. And if they, I don't know about them, but you almost certainly could. Because look, it's been a long playoff run, and I am, I am feeling beaten down from it by, by a little bit here. And the good news is, I got a huge freaking discount for you for my friends at CBD American Shaman. Because when Kansas City scores, you score big at your local CBD American Shaman. Our team's score is your percent off. They scored 38 points, so you get 38% off all day tomorrow, which I think at this point is technically today, on orders of $100 or more. That's CBD American Shaman. Life is better with the feather. Beards, I think we're in a little uh, holding pattern. It seems like, I don't know what... uh, what, you're, what plates you're spinning over there? All right, cool. What we're going to do here is we're going to take a little time out. We're going to come back. We're going to talk or we're going to hear from Chris Jones and uh, continue to talk a little bit about this uh, victory here for the Kansas City Chiefs. The other side of this break here on the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show on Sports Radio 810 WHB Kansas City. the tight end in motion. Shotgun snap. Blocked by Pacheco. Moving up. Moving to his right. Now to his right. Running up the middle. 40-yard line. Here comes Mahomes at 30. A foot race to the 25, the 20. And he's down inside the 15-yard line of the Eagles. Are they going to save? And he went down to the 17-yard line. But what a run by Mahomes of 26 yards. It really was incredible, man. And it can't be surprising at this point any longer 
but it can still be magical. Welcome in to the Sports Radio 810 WHB Post Game Show, brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. Here to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs winning their second Super Bowl with three trips, two wins in four years and uh, five AFC Championship games. That's every year of Patrick Mahomes' career, by the way. His debut season, he wins MVP and is an overtime away from heading to a Super Bowl in his first year as a starter, but it falls short. So his rookie season, he wins MVP, gets to the AFC Championship game. Second year, Wins the whole dang thing. Breaks curses and all of that. And the run it back campaign gets all the way back, but they can't get across the finish line because the offensive line is utterly, utterly decimated. We talked about the impact of that with Matt Derrick just a little bit ago. Then the revenge tour, if you will, the rebuilt offensive line and all of that. Gets them back to hosting another AFC Championship game at Arrowhead. And a terrible 30 minutes and 30 seconds or so of football ends their season. And now here we are. Once again, they're Super Bowl champions. It is so rare for a team... I just was doing that off the top of my head. Now that's bragging. I think almost everyone listening at this point... It, later than 2 a.m. can probably do the same thing. But it's really hard for a team, and also if I got any of that wrong, Twitch will hopefully correct me here momentarily. It is so rare for a team to have half of a decade of incredibly memorable finishes. Like, that you know exactly how your team's season ended. Now, look, a lot of you might have five straight years remembering who they played in Week 17 before they were eliminated, or certainly, you know, your playoff losses will all certainly sting. But the the Chiefs haven't done worse than an AFC Championship game in half a decade. And they've got two Lombardi trophies to show for it. And, and... With Arizona being the bookend of this one, let's make it about Harrison Butker for a second. The season opens with Harrison Butker getting hurt in Arizona because of crappy field. On the replay on NFL Network, they're replaying the game right now. They just showed the Harrison Butker doink. Crappy field. I don't know if that was completely because of the field, if it was a bad kick or whatever, but... We we now have pretty good evidence. Go back to the uh, Tyreek Hill pre-halftime attempt against the Bengals in the AFC Championship game last year. Or just ask yourself, hey, what happens if Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher don't get hurt? Whatever it may be, we've got plenty of evidence just in Kansas City just in the last five years. we got plenty of evidence at how blindingly difficult it is to be consistently good, much less consistently great, in the modern NFL. It's just not built for this. That's why the Chiefs haven't been playing repeat teams in these moments. Now, the Bengals have been around. The Bills have been around. But that even hasn't been for five years. 
this started with Brady at Arrowhead. And then Brady in Tampa later on. In the middle, a Niners team quarterbacked by a totally different guy. Still on the roster, of course, but, you know, hurt. And if he would have played in this year, it would have been a, as a backup coming in. You have the Eagles, who were in the Super Bowl not that long ago. New head coach, new quarterback. It is just a league where, where turnover is mandatory. Parity is mandatory. And the Chiefs are just making a mockery of that. And if there is any hesitation about the dynasty thing, maybe you can't really officially be a dynasty without three championships. I don't... It's all kind of... Kind of a futile exercise, I think, in a lot of ways. But nobody since those Patriots has been more dominant for more time than these Chiefs. Nobody. Steelers had some great runs. The Patriots were obviously them. The Peyton Manning Colts were really, really good, but they never did this twice. Even going back to those Ben Roethlisberger Steelers teams, who was Ben Roethlisberger and who was Tom Brady to those original championship winning teams? Tell me, tell me what they were. They were young game managers at best. This is no knock on two excellent quarterbacks. One's the greatest of all time, and one of them was very, very good. But their careers didn't start this way. Their careers didn't start by being the reason their team was there and the way that they were. It's a good roster around Patrick Mahomes, but... The quarterback is the difference from where we were six years ago and where we are today. We're, we're planning our second Super Bowl parade. What a time to be here, huh? Absolutely incredible. And also, never gets old buying the championship gear, so if you'd like to go ahead and check that out for yourself, well, I got good news for you, Kansas City fans. You can go get your officially licensed Kansas City Championship apparel at Academy Sports and Outdoors and meet star running back Isaiah Pacheco at the Overland Park Store location at 9781 Quivira Road on February 14th. The store appearance will be from 5pm to 6.30, where you can go grab your championship gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors and congratulate Isaiah Pacheco on the big win. Plus, just go to Academy Sports and Outdoors for your championship gear as you see fit in the meantime. Time if you're not going to make it out there on a little a little uh, Valentine's evening, a little pregame going and saying uh, congratulations and hi to Isaiah Pacheco. Maybe you can get a little bit of energy from him because it seems like he's got plenty to give out. Let's go ahead and go back to the defensive side. P- speaking of guys with plenty of energy and a guy who is getting a ton of attention in the middle of this ch- Chiefs defensive line. We're from Frank, or whoa, excuse me, I had Frank Clark was jumping off sides in the game replay that I'm currently watching. We'll hear from Chris Jones momentarily as we continue our locker room report here on Sports Radio 810 Post game show the chiefs locker room report is brought to you by twin peaks no one does football like twin peaks whatever your preference they have everything from tequila cocktails and an extensive bourbon category to top shelf spirits and cocktails served over ice balls local craft beers and handcrafted whiskey cocktails round out an adventurous drink menu second to none and don't forget about their 29 degree man-sized drafts at twin peaks Without further ado, I can't believe we waited until after 2 a.m. to hear from 95. Chris Jones was a destroyer of worlds against the Bengals. He wasn't as obviously hanging around uh, 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 
Jalen Hurts. That's I almost called him Justin Fields for like three us there. I was trying to say Justin Fields instead of Jalen Hurts. You know, that 2 a.m. barrier is a real thing. But the brain fog nah, hasn't really seeped in that far yet. Here is not Frank Clark talking about Justin Fields, but Chris Jones, who was a real problem for Jalen Hurts. But really, uh, the attention he demanded in this game, per usual, was stupendous. Here's Chris Jones. Talk about it going against the number one offensive line, you know, heck of a defensive line. Um, it was like the second child throughout this whole process, so it's been uh, very refreshing to hold up that trophy in front of Chris, did you not part of the dynasty? The camera showed you uh, kind of saying some words to your teammates, man. What was, what was the message to those It was all encouragement, man. Yeah, it's all encouragement. <laughs> Chris, are you now a part of a dynasty? Can you, can you say that? Do you think so? Two out of four. Well, and there it goes. I don't have to speak about it. I told y'all this um, mm-hmm. our first Super Bowl. I mm-hmm. told y'all this. We're going to go back to back. Everybody left. Everybody thought I was just talking down the side of my neck. But, um, you know, we've been very fortunate. Um, the core here, um, Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, um, Bud, Tommy, Frank Clark. Frank Clark came here first year, won the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, the core here is special, man. The core here is special. It's a special group of guys that I was fortunate enough to play with this year uh, in the D-line room. Um, got my fingers crossed that we can bring everybody back, but I still want them to get paid and be successful. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, um, this the, this type of thing, this is the bittersweet part about it, man, because you, know, you, mean, uh, you, you have a special room and uh, you guys win it, but you know you, the room always changing. Always evolving. Uh, players is always coming in and coming out. I just want to say here on the record that I'm super, super uh, grateful for the, the D-line this year. What, what, makes, what makes the core special, Chris? You say that you say you guys are special. What makes you guys special? Um, this is probably the most unselfish group that I've been a part of. Um, you know, starting with Frank Clark, man. Frank Clark, number three all-time in sacks in the playoff. His whole goal for me last week was like, we got to get you a sack. And it wasn't the fact that I was caring about a sack, but it was the fact that he wanted me to have a sack so you guys can stop talking about it. Chris, when you talk about the second half, you guys made some big stops and, of course, had the strip sack in the first half of the strip for the scoop and score. Um, a lot of players make, make some big plays. Whether it's Nick Bolton um, scooping and scoring, whether it's... Uh, the big hits tonight, man. Those guys came to play, you know, and uh, resilient. Um, I've been saying it all year. Uh, we faced adversity a lot this year, and uh, throughout that, we was able to build character along this team. It's a young team right now. Um, we got like four starters on defense, you know what I mean? And you have that type of that type of team, you know. We're, we're always counted out, but these guys continue to fight. Most importantly, got to give Spags his credit, man. Uh, Spags made adjustments. Spags have to battle you guys all year talking about us, uh, unfortunately. But we're super grateful to have Spags in this um, in this organization. Okay. Chris, what was the difference? What was said at halftime, if anything, by the defense? Obviously, troubles in the first half, second half, it really made some plays down the stretch. Well, most importantly, um, I think the first half, we had to stop shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, third down, third and six, third and five. Frank Clark jumps outside. They get a first down which alluded to a touchdown. 
Um, second quarter, it's fourth and four. Um, we sneak defense. My nose tackle jump off sides. It's fourth down. We're off the field. Um, and the quarterback draw. Um, I think we more so had self-inflicted wounds that stopped us from being in the league. We cleaned it up, especially on the D-line part. We was able to clean that up. Back in, tighten up. We made a few adjustments. Halftime, Spag came in, and we was able to be successful with it in the second half. Can you, you talk about Jalen? You was perfect at, at halftime. It was like just what you needed. It was a little bit longer, obviously, than the normal one. Did you feel like it was different at halftime than, than normal? Or? Um, I feel like everybody was able to catch their breath. These type of games, uh, with this type of atmosphere, um, the extra break is needed. You know, we was able to eat a few chicken strips. <laughs> Relax. Everybody was able to take it in, take a deep breath, meditate. You know, we got a lot of young guys on this team, a lot of first-time starters in this league. And, you know, you still, I still get jitters going out, you know, just being in the excitement. But those guys, I can only imagine how much they had going through their minds. So I think the halftime played perfectly and uh, let us come back together bring the brotherhood back together and um, being able to prepare for the second half. How does the, sec- the second one compare to the first one? <coughs> Self-inflicted wounds, man. Um, offside penalties, um, quarterback draw. No, the second ring. How'd the second ring Oh, shit. <laughs> man, let me tell you something, man. Um, man, now listen. I'm grateful, man. I'm so grateful just to be in the Chiefs organization, to be in this position. God is good. Um, I give all the credit to God, man. Um, without him, I don't know where I'd be. Um, just a kid from Houston, Mississippi, coming out of Mississippi State. Ryan Nutt, um, I, I didn't think I had a chance of going to Kansas City. Ryan Nutt coming and visiting me. We're going to Houston restaurant. I ordered two pineapple uh, steaks. <laughs> and he asked me, uh, never forget it, he asked me, why you think the Chiefs should draft you? And um, at the time, I was like, it'd be the best decision they ever made. And um, seven years later, man, two Super Bowl rings, four to five AFC championships, and we're still going, man. We're still going. This team got a lot of fight in them. I definitely feel like we can be in position to compete again for another one. Um, You know, this is a special team. We keep this court together. Keep Frank Clark, keep killing it. Me and him together, man, I think we can be very, very special. Last question, last question. What is Patrick? No, the Patrick is a dog. Next year, y'all will be like, is this the flu game? Listen, we got to stop comparing. That's accepted. Um, I appreciate it. Um, Pat is a once in a generation lifetime type of player, man. And sometimes he does things so special that it becomes normality for him. And we just got to appreciate Pat, man. You see him Thank hobbling off Thank you, everyone. with the ankle. You see him hobbling. No, I knew it was blood in the water then because that is the type of competitor. If he hurt or if he's sick, he want to come back and show everybody I'm even better now. So, and I think that trickles down from Coach Reed. Coach Reed is type of um, coach you'll never see hurt, you'll never see sick. Even if he is sick, you won't even know it. Um, I think one time he, um, I think one time he had to get the hospital to take him from the game. Didn't nobody know. You know what I mean? And he was at work the next day, okay? Like, like, it's nothing. He was had to schedule out at work the next day. So that just trickles down and uh, the type of coach Coach Reed is, the type of player Pat is, and it's the type of organization that we have here. Good stuff there from 
Two-time Super Bowl champion Chris Jones. Also, a, a little smidge of insight into that, um, at the time, kind of scary, kind of confusing um, post-game. I think Dave Tobe did the post-game presser because Andy Reid went straight from the game to the hospital. Never really got a lot of clarity on that. I think somebody asked Reid about it in the pre-week kind of presser stuff this, this week and um, just something about kind of like his general health or whatever it was. Certainly doesn't seem like end up being outrageously serious, but I have no idea. So it could have been serious and just well handled. But you hear Chris Jones saying there he's still spinning out the schedule, and you just wouldn't wouldn't even know. It's I don't know. There's just some really good stuff in there from uh, from Big Number Ninety Five, who I most certainly hope and to be clear believe will be here next year and for several years to come. Um, I saw a couple people like asking about it in the in the chat. All right, and a bunch of stuff there. I think, and no one's like come at it this hard. So don't don't take this. Uh, no, nobody take this personally because it's really not a shot at anybody personally. But just if you then see this along the way, go ahead and arm yourself with this one. Once again, free plug for uh, the Chief of the North newsletter because Seth's been doing some great work on helping people appreciate Chris Jones. If you have a conversation about Chris Jones and somebody brings up pure sack numbers or I guess still only having the sacks in the postseason against the Bengals in this year's AFC Championship game, right? Whatever. If any of that ends up being brought up to you going forward, I think that you can be pretty dismissive. Don't be a dingus about it. But I think you have the right to be pretty dismissive to anybody who is dismissive of the impact Chris Jones has on this defense and has had all year and has had for a while, but this year in particular... It's so evident that I think you have to be willfully ignorant to not see what he's done. Chris Jones is so much more than his stat line. And this isn't even like an intangible thing. Like, he's also a leader. So I think that's kind of the case where we're at with um, with Frank Clark. There is, there is an extra benefit to having a dude who just seems comfortable in the playoffs who's got a good energy, who has a great relationship with the coaching staff, as far as we can tell, and is there for a guy like George Karloftis, right? I think Frank Clark does have value that extends beyond his production. but that's And that's also true for Chris Jones, but that's not what I'm talking about here. Chris Jones has value that so far exceeds his box score and just demands that you watch what he does and what teams do to him. When you turn on a random defensive snap for the Chiefs, you just get to hit a button on a randomizer. The odds are the opposing offense has started their preparation for this play. Their concern for this play begins with Chris Jones. 
He's getting double teamed. He's somehow getting played away from. They're certainly locating him as quickly as possible to make sure they have identification for where he is and where he's going to be. And I just think that this exact same version of this Chiefs defense with a replacement level player in Chris Jones' spot is so outrageously inferior to what it is right now that it would blow your mind. I really believe that. And it's not all that binary, right? Like, oh, if you traded Chris Jones, you'd get all these picks back and it could be two better upgraded players and no Chris Jones. And there is something to that. But having one superstar smack dab in the middle of it all, ask opposing offensive coordinators if they'd rather if they'd rather that the Chiefs have two more good players that replace Chris Jones, a great one. They would all tell you yes. And they've already also built a good defense around a great player. There aren't a ton of huge uh, glaring holes in this defense. They might tinker and upgrade and check on the depth in some places, and they should keep investing in that defensive line beside, behind, around Chris Jones. But man, his impact is just enormous. It's hard to explain, honestly. Just like it's hard to explain how excited I am to head over to Academy Sports and Outdoors to get my championship gear. Hello! Somebody in the Twitch chat's been grading my segues all night on that. Let me give a shout out really quick. Hold on. Scrolling up. Uh, well, it's very hard to read the username Q00UXU0U. But I appreciate Q00U for grading my segues. Because there are great places like Academy Sports and Outdoors who are bringing you this coverage through us here at 810. And again, I am going to make my trip out to Academy Sports very, very soon, and you should do the same. Go get your officially licensed Kansas City Championship apparel at Academy Sports and Outdoors and meet star running back Isaiah Pacheco at the Overland Park Store location at 9781 Quivira Road on February 14th. That's Valentine's Day, and that store appearance will be from 5 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. So come grab your championship gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors and congratulate Isaiah Pacheco on the big win. I don't know if I'm going to be out there at that location in that time or not. I very well might be, but uh, you know, if you see me, feel free to come by, and I won't have as much energy, energy as Isaiah Pacheco does, but I don't think anyone does, so I don't feel bad about it. We'll take a quick timeout when we come back. More audio from the Super Bowl as the Kansas City Chiefs are once again Super Bowl champions. Chiefs have got the lead on the field goal. 36-yard line of Philly. Shotgun snap to Hurts. Dropping back. Only one person rushing. Hurts looking, standing still, winding up. Long pass. It lands at the 20. No one is there. Zeros on the clock. It's over. It's over. The Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57 on a game-winning field goal. Trailing at 10. At the halftime stop, 24-14, they go on to win 38-35. What a game. Spectacular in every way. And the red and gold confetti flying in the air. The Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. Kevin Harlan is so stinking good at this, man. I wouldn't have minded a little three years, three years a lifetime for some babies. But I think he probably had it figured out. 
It's a Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. Joshua Briscoe and Beards McFly with you here for a little while longer to bring you uh, a few more pieces of audio and probably a few more things to chat about as well. Another shout-out to the uh, video feeds around if you want to jump in that way. Uh, I, we're probably done taking calls for the night. We started off with a whole bunch of them. We had some great ones, and we'll take a lot more tomorrow in the zone, starting off at 10 o'clock. It'll be me and Beards, per usual, along with Jason Anderson, back from Arizona. He was there for Radio Row. We'll have him back here in the big chair tomorrow. And uh, we'll also be in all the same video streams and whatnot. But a continued shout-out to all the people who are... Um, both just uh, saying nice things about us, which I always appreciate, because that's always, look, I mean, I, I'm not above flattery. Uh, and also, it's just uh, always happy to see everybody hanging out together, especially on a night like this one, where the Chiefs are once again Super Bowl champions. I think as soon as that starts getting boring, we all find a different hobby. But right now, it still seems pretty good to me. I'm still enjoying it. It's good times. Good times to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Here's a stat for you from Tej Seth on Twitter at Tej Football and uh, FB Analytics. T E J F B Analytics. There were 230 yards available for the Chiefs to gain in the second half. They gained 221 of them. And it would have been all all 230 if they were trying to score. Or at least really close to that. Yeah, it would have been all of them, right? Jerk McKinnon walks in instead of sliding and they lose some yards and settle for the field goal. They were getting everything they wanted offensively in that second half. And really, the only time they got... And they got stopped by themselves early in the game. The offense was unreal. The pass blocking was stupendous. The Eagles weren't getting meaningful pressure on Mahomes. Guys started getting open in the second half. It's tremendous. But none of it happens without Patrick Mahomes. And I don't know that any of it happens without number 87. Travis Kelsey was the thing working in the first half, and Travis Kelsey never stops working. He's absolutely tremendous, and I'm sure we're also going to hear him talk about beating his brother, which he successfully did. I haven't seen anything about Jason Kelsey saying uh, announcing his retirement. There was some speculation that he could, but I don't think it was ever guaranteed that he would. I'd certainly be down for a, a Kelsey Bowl rematch next year if you all want to sign up for that. Uh, but I want to hear from Travis Kelsey right now as the Chiefs tight end gets his second ring and another incredible performance here in Super Bowl 57. Here's Travis Kelsey. Oh, man, it is um, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Being on top of the mountain, being, uh, being here with the guys that we did it with, with the coaches we did it with, um, through all the adversity, there's nothing I can say that can really uh, explain how I'm feeling right now. Being at the top with my brothers and my teammates is uh, it's the best feeling in the world. Um, it felt pretty good. Obviously, there were a few plays probably looking at it that we want back, but we were rolling as an offense. We um, we went into that that uh, halftime and 
came out with a, with a different mentality and yeah. uh, a lot of confidence. Travis, what did you say to your brother in the hug with the confetti? There's nothing you can really say to a, a loved one in, that, in a situation like that. Um, you know, you uh, you joke around all the time and say that you want to be your brother in the biggest stage ever, but it's um, it's uh, it's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling, and that team that uh, that team had, had great leadership, great coaches. Obviously, at the it came down to the end, and uh, we got all the respect in the world for those Eagles, man. But um, there's nothing really I could say to him other than I love him and. Uh, and he, and he played a hell of a year, a hell of a season. Travis, both your Super Bowl wins have been epic games and epic comebacks. Obviously, you're, you're just trying to get a ring, but does that add extra, something extra special to it? There's one thing about getting getting your first one, and it's uh, it's a whole other feeling. It's a it's a whole other feeling to get two. I wanted this one more than I than I ever wanted a game ever in my life, and. Um, you know the uh, the guys in this in this locker room, the, the teammates that I have, uh, they felt the same way. The biggest difference is um, it solidifies your greatness. You didn't get lucky once. It wasn't just uh, you know beginner's luck or however you guys want to call it. You know this is uh, we won we took it two years in a row or not two years in a row but uh, two out of four. There you go. You can call, call it a dynasty. You can call it whatever you want. All I know is that we're coming back next year for with with our heart and the right mind, mindset on trying to get another one. I can tell you that right now. Travis, how does that tie into your mindset with Andy and what, what you feel for him and this achievement for him? For him going up against his old team, man, we wanted to get this so bad for him. His legacy in Philly will live on forever. I know that city loves him. Uh, I know that, that organization loves him, but... Uh, you know, ever since he's been here in Kansas City, <clears throat> I've seen it firsthand. Him pour his heart and his mind and his soul into this organization, into this team, and uh, and lead a group of men. And um, I don't, I, I, you can call call it what you want. That didn't happen in Philly. It happened right here in Kansas City. And uh, and uh, there's a lot of pride knowing that um, he's he's had success in two different organizations, but this was the better one. And your love for him is that pretty fair to say is uh, is off the charts? Man, I will tell you what, I'll I'll do anything for that guy, absolutely anything. Toughest son of a gun you ever you ever met, man. That Texas that Texas gunslinger ain't gonna let nothing get in the way. I consider myself uh, a very valuable we- a very valuable weapon to the Kansas City Chiefs, and um, I put a lot of pride and a lot of honor making those plays for this organization and, and my teammates, man. That is um, that that's what really kept us in this game and propelled us and then gave us a chance as an offense to be able to go out there in the second half and perform. Uh, our defense, Coach Spags and Frank Clark, Chris Jones. Uh, Bolden, you, you name it, man. The guys played their tail off. That rookie secondary, all the young guys that we had stepped up big uh, when we needed it most and uh, strained to finish when we needed it most. And that's what that's what you saw out there was uh, a lot of guys playing for each other. Travis, what is it about Let's go be ourselves. Let's go out there and be ourselves. Play with a little more fire. That was, that was essentially the uh, the end of the discussion right there. It was just play some play with more fire for the guy next to you. It's never a, it's never a battle of want. Everybody wants it, man. It's the ones that can that can bring that energy and, and bring the focus to be able to finish. And uh, that's what you saw out of us today. Was that Andy who was saying that? There's everybody. Everybody was in on that. What about Andy's demeanor and the way he leads? What is it? How is he? He's the ultimate challenger. He can relate to you and bring the best out of you. 
Um, I wish it was easier said than, uh, and I wish I could explain it, but that's what makes him the greatest. That's what makes him the greatest, to be able to have 53 grown men and find a way to challenge them without disrespecting anybody with, and find a way to challenge them together. Um, he does it better than anybody I've ever met in my life, man. And I, um, I owe a, a lot to him and I, uh, and I, um, you know, I respect his leadership and I try and be, uh, as much of a leader as he is to, to everybody else. Um, I had to think about which one it was. Uh, that was, uh, that was just play design. We knew they, on, on certain motions that they were, you know, trying to pass things off or things like that, and uh, they just got caught in a, in a bad defense against the, against the right play. And that's what makes Andy Reid the best. I still got a lot of catching up to do. I know Ankh is uh, he's one of a kind, and he likes to he likes to tell everybody uh, what's on his mind, man. But I got so much respect for him. Tony Gonzalez, a guy like Rob Gronkowski, uh, Antonio Gates, Jason Wynn. There's so many tight ends that I have so much appreciation for. When it comes to the best, you know, uh, I'll say I definitely have one of the best situations uh, out of any tight end in the National Football League, being able to be here with that quarterback in this offense, for sure. Last question for Travis. How many years more? Huh? How many years more do you want to play? Oh, man. I feel like, I feel like this was... Uh, this was the happiest year of my life, man. And uh, both off the field, on the field, to see my family um, be, uh, be in its, all its glories, get all the flowers, my mom be uh, the center of attention on the Jumbotron before the game on the biggest stage, um, being able to get closer with my brother throughout the season. Um, and then I meet him at the mountaintop. It's the best feeling in the world, man. And uh, I'll tell you what. I don't know how many I got left, but uh, I'm sure going to cherish this one forever. I don't know that I've ever heard Travis Kelsey anywhere near that emotional in a press conference before. I can't remember exactly what it was like after the uh, the first Super Bowl. But man... There's some good stuff in there, especially there at the end. I mean, you can, I think if I'm, if I'm playing pop psychologist and guessing a little bit, it's, it's specifically, and boy, you could, you don't have to work very hard to understand this, but you know, mom on the jumbotron meeting your brother in the Super Bowl. And then having this season with this group of guys, with this Chiefs team that really was retooling it, so much of it runs through him. But just really neat. Really telling to uh, to hear Travis Kelsey. I can say this, I think, as a professional talker. Kind of neat to hear Travis Kelsey for once struggling to talk. Again, I say that as a pro talker. Travis Kelsey is a a wrestler. He is he is here for the jabroni moments, and he had a couple of them on the field after the game. 
But man, that kind of moment where everything's sinking in that way and you can hear it in your voice, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Let's go to one other guy here who played a big role in this game where things looked really rough for him in the first appearance that we saw him trying to score points for his team. And then at the end, he had the chance to kick the field goal that would send the Chiefs back to Kansas City with a second Lombardi trophy in tow. Here is Chiefs kicker Harrison Bucker. After the 2020 season when we lost to Tampa, so glad we were able to get the win. It was a you know, tough halftime for us knowing that we're down by 10. I thought Patrick and Kels did a great job kind of rallying the troops, getting us motivated to go out there. I believe we scored a touchdown on our first drive. And then I thought special teams, you know, with the punt return uh, made a big difference for us to then, you know, get a, another close touchdown. I think Kadarius Tony got us inside the 10. So it feels amazing um, just to see all the confetti. You know, you try not to think about it too much leading up to the week, I guess two weeks of, of preparation. But, you know, it just it's amazing now that all the, the dreams, all the visualizing that we're going to win came true, and now you can experience and, and relax and enjoy the win. Harrison, what about the dreaming, what about the dreaming and visualizing for you of kicking a game-winning field goal? Yeah, um, you know, you got to take it one kick at a time, and I really try to focus on the process, but those thoughts go through your head all the time. You get asked by media the whole week leading up to it about the game-winning kick, all those things. I try to just focus on one kick and focusing on the process. Obviously, in the first quarter, missed that, that first field goal didn't really feel great in the warm-up but you know you got to keep working on it not think about the what ifs what if you make one what if you miss one you just got to go out and focus on what you can control and you know I kind of had the easy job there the offensive line did a great job blocking great snap great hold and uh, you know thankfully that ball went through and all glory to God Harrison how does it compare taking the game winning Super Bowl winning to what you dreamed of as a kid when you were <laughs> um, yeah I mean that's what you dream of as a kicker you know getting to the Super Bowl and having game winning kick and you know it's crazy to think that that's now happened uh, what is it a walk off game win I don't know what it is when there's time left on the clock but um, it's an amazing feeling and I'm just so happy now to, to be with the Chiefs organization with you know great leaders and Patrick did a great job leading us uh, to this victory there's Harrison Butker who has uh, had a few big moments with the ball coming off his foot in Kansas City and for it to go full circle from his season starting in absolute disaster in Arizona where it knocked him out for a big chunk of the season then even set him back once he did return to being there to kick the go-ahead field goal with just seconds remaining when the Chiefs were straight up playing for Butker to be the last guy who touched the football for them. They said, hey, you go kick this field goal, you kick this off, we go to the locker room with champagne. And he did exactly that. It's been a heck of a season on a variety of levels, and we have a few more minutes to talk about it with you here tonight on the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show before we uh, pack up shop and then return. Of course, the Border Patrol will be here at 6, plus ESPN will be live with uh, some Super Bowl content beginning at 5 a.m. And then, of course, The Zone with Jason Anderson and myself and Beards McFly on the other side of the glass here. Now, we will be here with you again starting at 10 o'clock, so we've got... We've got so much Chiefs talk for you. You just couldn't ask for any more. We'll take a break. We'll come back and uh, we'll play maybe a little bit of audio roulette and uh, a few final takeaways on the Chiefs winning yet another Super Bowl title. And the Eagles out of timeouts. And the Chiefs will try to go up with a 27-yard field goal by Harrison Butker. Winchester the snap. The hold by Townsend. The kick is away and go! 
seven-yard field goal to take the lead with eight seconds remaining in Super Bowl 57, 38-35. I just listened to all of that and checked my notes and scrolled on Twitter and it does seem like the Kansas City Chiefs are once again Super Bowl champions. That's wild, man. I didn't think that was supposed to happen this year. What was that? I thought it was I thought for sure this was the Bills year. I might even pick the Bills. I can't even remember. It was a long time ago. Was this gonna be the Bengals year? The Bengals do it? 38-35, the final score is the Kansas City Chiefs reign victorious. And I can tell you one more time, a good congratulations to the entire kingdom from our friends at Academy Sports and Outdoors. You can go get your officially licensed Kansas City Championship apparel at Academy Sports and Outdoors. And if you go on February 14th to the Overland Park Store location at 9781 Quivira Road, on, again, Valentine's Day, February 14th. Here's a little here's a little sweet gift for you. Go see Isaiah Pacheco between 5 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. You can go grab your championship gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors and congratulate Isaiah Pacheco on a huge game in a, another Super Bowl win. I'm going to head out to Academy very soon and check out their selection. Hope to see you out there as well. We got some other audio. I don't know if there's, if there's anything that like screams at you, beards. Uh, we could we could definitely sneak Let's in a quick one. Floor. Otherwise, I've I've been Let's standing floor. during the entirety of the the portions of this show where I am speaking. Some of the longer pressers I've sat down. Some of them I have it. Some breaks a little bit here and there. Mostly not. So I I got some standing and speaking energy. If you just need me to talk and don't think anything sounds that great to you, shout out again to Dylan Michaels, uh, who's been. Uh, if not every week, pretty much every week has been a great, great addition to the post-game squad, producing a whole bunch of this, including finding and downloading and bringing a bunch of those clips to the uh, to the forefront. And of course, I'll go ahead and give the Beards McFly shout out now, um, because I just don't think anyone else would agree to do this show for any longer than they have to. The Drake obviously stepped in a few times, but he's the Drake. So Beards, uh, appreciate yet another championship run for us. Do we get rings? If only. Somebody ought to get us rings. I don't know if it's an 810 ring or if it's the Chief Super Bowl ring or whatever, but I feel like someone should give us some bling. I mean, I've got a ring. You're going to get one here in a few months. I'm close. Yeah, I'm close. Uh, fiance Renee did did tweet out right after the game that she's figured out that apparently Patrick Mahomes just always has to have one ring up on her. It was a really good joke from several years ago because it was... It might have been rookie. It might have been first year as a starter, Mahomes, and also not all that deep into our relationship. When um, Renee said something about Patrick Mahomes, and I said that he was going to get a ring before she did, I was right. Yeah, I didn't say she wasn't. I just said he was going to get one first, and then she got one, and then the Chiefs get another one. And I'm hoping that the Suns will also get even with her shortly. Nah, don't push your luck on that one. I'm pushing my luck, man. I got nothing else to push but luck. I didn't take it as a complaint from her. I just took it as like, great. Now, like, listen, I like, I don't. Valentine's Day is really, really close. Uh, best I can do on short notice is I can, I can take it and meet Isaiah Pacheco. 
That's pretty cool. I get you some great championship gear. So what we've learned is basically whenever you're going to get Renee, theoretically, a ring, then the Chiefs win in the Super Bowl. Oh, don't put that on me, man. So what are you doing next time? Having a fundraiser. Hey, if you're superstitious, I will absolutely let listeners bling Renee out. That's fine. If you want to if you want to get her some diamond earrings, you know, maybe a nice pendant, perhaps a brooch. That's fine. No, just rings. Just rings. If it's and if it's just rings, then cool. We're trying, make her, be, we're trying to be Bill Russell over here. Make her look like Harry Styles, and you make Patrick Mahomes look like Bill Russell. Great, that's fine. Give her, you can give her stacked rings. I don't really care. I'm not going to get offended by it. Just you know, as long as they're tasteful and fit her general style, you know. Don't have him. Don't have him clashing, clashing with or outshining mine. You couldn't. You couldn't outshine the engagement ring. We're good on that front. Unless Patrick Mahomes realizes this, and then he decides to go ahead and start that that fund. And in that case, you know, go wild, man. I'll probably lie and say that I got her whatever those rings are anyway. I, no one has to know the truth. It's almost 3 a.m. right now. The only people listening are probably people who would just Venmo me 20 bucks and be like, hey, go get Renee, like, 50 rings out of a, a vending machine. Do like ring pops count? Yeah, that's a great question. I have no idea. And also, do I have to buy them? I mean, or... that seems to be the trend so far. Hmm. Okay, new plan. Give me money. Give me exorbitant amounts of money and say, hey, go spend this money on rings for Renee, and I'll do it. Happy to. Gonna need the assist, the, the assist on that. Anyway. Did you find the great like thirty seconds of audio that we just have to have, or is this, yeah, is this how really. we're gonna? That's fine. You know, fittingly, the Super Bowl kind of the Super Bowl was absolutely thrilling until for for fifty nine minutes and thirty seconds or something, and then the Chiefs took two knees, and the Chiefs kind of needed out, but the game wasn't over, and they could have scored a touchdown, but instead they brought Butker out, and then he hit it, which is great, and you weren't nervous, but I was, and no. that's fine. But it was sort of a strange ending. Butker in the playoffs is money when the game is on the line. As are we. He's money. And so I think that it's fitting that the ending of, of our, our uh, post-game show tonight has a similar sort of strange energy to it. I'm going to say a couple more things. And then Beards, you're allowed to go home. I'll be here for a little bit, but I'll, I'll get out here shortly. Beards did not adopt the standing energy strategy until this segment. I really think it's, I really think it's cost you, Beards. I got three more hours in me. Easy. I've stood every once in a while. I got three more hours minimum. I might be able to go through the Border Patrol until the zone starts. But a few things. One, said this a few times, we've talked about this plenty. Are you going to bump me out, Beards? Am I going to hear bump music at some point? Fantastic. One point that I want to circle back on one more time is how cool I think it is that in so many ways, the Kansas City Chiefs are a connective fabric between so many people, so many eras. We lost Lynn Dawson this year. And now the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions once again. It's happened twice now since he did it, 50-plus years ago. It's the connective tissue between generations of 
friends and family and the people who pass down the traditions of, hey, listen, kid, I know it doesn't make much sense right now, but I need you to care, like, way too much about this sport. This kid's game played by adults. It solidifies in so many of us. And it helps us cross so many other lines. However many things you may or may not have in common, a little red on a Friday is a spark of a conversation. Anywhere in the world. And then on nights like tonight, when you know that all of the people who are intertwined by that spider web of this ridiculous thing we call fandom, everyone's feeling that joy together. The ultimate goal, the ultimate celebration, and so the next time you see somebody out in the wild in Chiefs gear, it might be a Super Bowl 57 championship piece of apparel. We're going to always have that connection with each other. And to see that come through in nights like tonight is a truly beautiful thing. Please appreciate it as much as you can. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Andy Reid, and so many more. I am so very grateful to have been a very small part of that, of your Chiefs-loving, Chiefs-watching, Chiefs-listening experience in this incredible season. Thanks to Beards McFly for being here as well. I'm Joshua Briscoe, and the Kansas City Chiefs are world champions. Bye, Mom.